All right, let's get ready to rumble. Hey, Internet, my name is Todd. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thanks for joining. Um, if this is the first time here, please, please do us a favor. Hit that subscribe. Uh, hit the like, the follow, all the internet. Internet? That's a word. Um, anyway, uh, so we're going to be playing some Dungeons & Dragons tonight. Uh, I'm going to be playing the DM, as you can probably tell uh, by the label. Uh, also, if you wanted to do this in audio format, we do a podcast. And I'm finally back on that. And thanks very much. And hey... I see you, England, upping your game, challenging the United States, and I approve of a good old-fashioned co former colonial throwdown. You know, so we'll see who beats who this week. Anyway, um, I hope you're having a wonderful time. Uh, we are live on YouTube and on Twitch, and uh, if you are joining us live, don't forget, you can always jump in and influence the game so you can spend what we call plot points and uh, that allows you to influence the game, make some suggestions, maybe throw in an idea or two, maybe grab a plot hook that I forgot uh, and, and, and get it back in there. Uh, whatever it is you want, you can jump in and be part of it. Uh, the other thing we do is, um, well, I also, I also do video games and uh, we sometimes play Shadowrun as well. So it's not always just Dungeons and Dungeons words. Um, anyway... Uh, forget about my words. We're going to meet the rest of the table in just a moment. Hopefully, hopefully the tech is working. Um, and uh, we'll try to get that up and running. And we'll meet some new players and some from last week as well. So without further ado, welcome to our table. Hi, everybody. You are live on the interweaves. Hello. On the interweaves. <laughs> on, all over the interweaves. So, um, welcome to the virtual tabletop. Uh, we've got some people coming back from last week. We got a new player. We're just going to go around and introduce everybody. So let's start. I'm going to assume over here, uh, and that is with Steve. Take it away. Hey everyone, Steve here. Getting back into the D and D again. Uh, still with Gex Tetford, the uh, Goliath Rogue. I was thinking more about how to describe him, and I, I would say he's he's the world's largest cat burglar, which is like a roadside attraction that hopes you never visit him. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. All right. If by the time you see him, it's over. Yeah, it's like you, your map just doesn't work. Do we, did we, did we, did we make a wrong turn, honey? I swear it was just over there, you know. That it's kind it's of like when road. you're driving through parts of New York and you're like, do I get off here? No, no, keep driving. Keep, yeah. keep driving. Just He's around here somewhere. And then you just see the, the building move and you realize it's one of his legs. <laughs> All right, let's keep going around the horn. <laughs> We're going to keep going around the horn and meeting the table. Uh, I guess we'll go with Carl next. All right, Carl here, guys. I present to you uh, Dave Tillman. Dave Tillman is a total cleric with, with an aggressive secret. Uh, Mellowless. I, I can't swear her, can I? Mellow you can totally. All right, well, mellow as fuck. He has shrooms on his, uh, on his uh, shell, and you know what? Just loves to 
absorbed every local tradition that he comes across. <laughs> yeah, man. It's all good, man. <laughs> yep. That's amazing. I, I, uh, for those that's great. Uh, for those who know Carl, this is this is a lovely step. I love it. Love it so much. All right. <laughs> And uh, stay tuned for any developments that happen with his character as he is a Twilight Cleric. Uh, and a quick reminder, we are all currently level two. So um, uh, let's keep going around. Gordon, take it take it away. Hey, playing a human rogue named Rook. And um, he's trying to kind of solve a bit of a mystery with uh, an event that happened to him. And took away his friends and most of a district in, in the city of Taz Farrell. And right now he's trying to understand um, what was the artifacts and uh, get clues to track the, track the one specific one down. Amazing. You know, one of my favorite things about gaming with you, Gordon, is you'll say something and I'm like, oh, I forgot about that. I better make a note. Like the name of the city <laughs> that I invented. <laughs> I think I've been dipping into into uh, Dave Tillman's shell mushrooms a little too much. Um, anywho, and uh, joining us, stay safe, kids. Stay in school. Um, joining <laughs> yeah, us uh, yeah. for the first time in a very long time, but uh, not for the very first time, uh, is none other than Timely. Welcome back to the table, although it's a little different Ooh. than when you were here last. Yeah, yeah, definitely looks more like my table than your table. <laughs> but glad to be back. Glad to be back. Uh, I am going to be playing Zelda Bonebraid, who is a ginger female dwarf paladin who wanted to break away from her family tradition of being smithers and attended med school, but. That didn't work out so well, but now she's the paladin, so... <laughs> nice. I love the visual in the dwarven, be like, You're gonna be a smith, aren't you? And like, but mom, dad, I want to be a doctor. Like, you'll be a smith. <laughs> exactly. I'm Is sure that's the how hammer too out. good for you? Wait, are you too good for the hammer? Uh, something like that. I think this is why. <laughs> Yes, that's perfect. And oh. that's probably why she's on Venturing Quest now. You know, can't really bring herself to go back home and face the whole, uh, oh, you didn't make it through med school, did you? Oh, back no. Back to the forge, have you? <laughs> oh, no. There's a Smith backup plan just waiting for you. There's an anvil waiting. with your name on it. Oh, dear. <laughs> just keep it polished while I'm oh. gone. <laughs> Oh boy, there's there's so much there's so much family drama already. I love it. All right, so we are gonna dive right back, more or less, close to when we left off in episode one, uh, and uh, in just a moment. So we'll we'll do our little cartoon. Once we're ready, we'll come back and we will begin some dungeons and dragons. Very sick of Love it. <laughs> Freeze. All right. So, my guy's just recovering from near death. <laughs> yeah. So, is that in the in the city of Tazvrel? Thank you, Gordon. 
Um, in the city, in the fantasy city of Tazvarel, a blend of steampunk engines moving people about. Um, there's a blend of magic and, of course, good old-fashioned fantasy. Uh, lots of work for a smith in this town. There are gnomes, <laughs> uh, you know, driving strange mechanical devices that they've invented. Or um, there are elves wandering through. There are merchants. Uh, down by the shore, you can see the tall ships with uh, of various designs. Uh, there's a couple of elven ships in dock. There's several human tall-masted ships. Uh, even a couple of steamers uh, and uh, dwarven and uh, and gnomish make. You've also looking out at the over the relatively calm bay of of this inlet near uh, this this kind of city. It kind of goes in a crescent shape around uh, around this bay, and the cliff sides increasing off to the due uh, west, and uh, some of the older sections of the city. Uh, mostly now abandoned, uh, extending up and to the right uh, as you go that way. Uh, some broken and, and ruined towers visible in the uh, in the morning sun. You can see, or sorry, the evening in the sunset. Uh, you can also, uh, looking out over the bay, you can see where the the natural kind of inlet opens up to the ocean, and uh, you see you know, the waves and a couple of far-off islands just spotting the lands, uh, spotting the water um, just barely on the edge of vision. Somewhere out beyond are the spines, the dragon-controlled kingdom, uh, little island kingdoms, sometimes vying and competing with each other, other times uniting, and those are dangerous times. Closer to home, you see, um, you see occasionally wandering through the crowd. You're you're in the more uh, docks kind of, like there's the docks and then near the inner ring closest to the docks uh, of buildings and uh, shops and inns and uh, warehouses. Uh, it's a real blend. And as you move further and further from the, uh, from the, the docks proper, you move into more and more residential and then a big market and then the richer area on the outskirts of town, especially uh, uh, due west, uh, is a bit richer, where there's kind of a walled city. It's definitely gated community feel. Um, you've spent various amounts of time in this city, each of you having your own story. Uh, Tillman recently arrived uh, not too long ago, taking in the sights, and at this moment, just poking your head out of your shell at the nearest sound, and just blood just... Pouring out of your nose still from from where we left off, um, you've got the human slight. Um, well, Rook, when they look at you, what do they? We're still in the in the bar where you were just after the uh, Tillman got himself a little bit stomped, um, and you and Gex were gonna go somewhere if I remember correctly. Yeah, we were. I mean. There was a bit of an interruption with uh, a bunch of the local law coming in and, and putting up a, a sign um, that, that promoted an event that's coming up called the Gauntlet. Um, but besides that, uh, we were going to leave uh, Tillman to recover and uh, we were going to give the Harbingers of uh, Boona a visit uh, because Gex arranged an introduction. 
Absolutely. Now, um, you had been kind of observing an in, uh, t uh, kind of an evening at a, a mid-level inn, and there had been a bit of an interruption when this gang of mercenaries came in, kind of trickling in, uh, and c one after another causing increasing levels of trouble. Uh, it most most of it was just kind of a show. Uh, so you could all sit and drink your ale. But after some time, one of the lead, uh, a big half-orc named Garrick, decided to start playing uh, a little bit rough with some of the locals. And Dave is a pretty chill turtle. But uh, Dave, something happened there. Why don't you tell us about it? Dave doesn't like bullies, man. And just... I don't know, he's probably too stoned to remember, but... Um, yeah, he's definitely popping more mushrooms as he's trying to heal. <laughs> yeah, he, he he didn't like bullies, um, and saw someone, you know, getting picked on, relentless. Garrett came over, tried to force Dave to uh, to drink uh, a questionable beverage, if you will, and Dave didn't have any of it. Now. Dave also probably overestimated his powers and decided to try and put people to sleep, which, eh, well, led to another thing and another thing, and now he's bloody. Yeah, I believe they, um, the Garrick and his friends just, just stomped on you. Just, literally. Especially after uh -oh. you eventually retreated inside your shell. Three on one, though, and I did fuck up a dog. Oh, you you did some damage. <laughs> I'm not saying you went down without a fight. A dog. Well, uh, one of really them was a, a dog. Druid. One of them was a druid uh. who uh, appeared as a dog and then boom, came in and really took some swings at our at our dear turtle friend over here. So it was um it was a night is what that was and Tillman unfortunately was providing good entertainment but uh, whoop. What was your hit point total at the end? Uh, one. There you have it. I, so I'm, I'm, I am still at one. Absolutely. But fortunately, um, uh, one of the t uh, tabaxi woman named uh, Hernessa came in and called off the the, the curb stomping uh, of our turtle friend, and uh, the rest of rest of you just sat and watched. Rook and Gex already knew each other. And they um, ended up getting drawn into a conversation with a dwarven woman who was also sitting at the bar just having a drink. Um, just all having a drink. Yeah, and just <laughs> watching this go down. Uh, unfortunately, the uh, the evening did take a turn for the serious uh, in two points. A fire got put out uh, by our friend Rook, and also um, a, the little halfling on the mercenary side didn't really understand the idea of pulling punches and necrotized a human just wrecked this poor uh, guy at the inn uh, the innkeeper um, is currently disposing of his body so Ooh. Oh, that's yikes and now the innkeeper did know their name she had a name um, her name was uh, Tien half elf uh, middle-aged half-elf woman um, who 
seemed to know everyone involved and did appreciate uh, the help in putting out the fire. So in particular, is a bit um, has offered you a, a free stay to Rook and anyone of his companions. Now, free drinks for a year. Woo! <laughs> I wrote that down. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I don't know about that one. I remember you screaming that at the top of your lungs. All right, do so you want a room or not? That's oh, I'm going to take the room. room. I'll take the room. Uh, so it's up to you what you want to do with the evening. You did uh, manage... Oh, and Gex, you ran up to Harnessa. And what happened there? So I uh, presented her with a little token... Um, sort of expressing that I uh, had intimate knowledge of the kind of person that she was and what's in the box uh, essentially saying hey like I want to show some appreciation for where you've got yourself in life ah yes which is thick as the open. and she thick mentioned yeah, so she accepted kind of a congratulatory... your mm -hmm. Congratulations for being awesome. And so uh, got us an invite to a meet with the Harbingers of Boone. Which is the name of the mercenary group that she heads. Yeah. Rook has had rumor that he should talk to Arnessa. Your common um, uh, questionable contact steering in her direction as you're trying to find more info. And she seems to be doing pretty well and well connected. And which is significantly better than a lot of the, what the rest of the Black Sparrows are. Black Sparrows is a local thief guild, not the only one, but one of them. And one that has recently taken a hit in its memberships. And so um, they're a little bit weakened, so they can only do so much. And I believe that pretty much brings us up to speed. So mm -hmm. um, I have a question for you, Timely. There are two possible yes. entry points for this story. One, uh -huh. actually, just by fluke, really easy. So if you want the easy way in, we can totally do that. Second okay. is a bit more complicated, but I'm <laughs> definitely willing to do that. So okay. why don't you choose your own adventure? <laughs> Which one do you want? Wow. Uh, Nothing wrong with the easy way. Go. It actually just worked out that way. I, I forgot you were a dwarf, and I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> easy to pick up. Um, I think I'll go with the easy way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate a good easy way. Let me just jump this. Hold on. I got to think. That was easy. Easy way. Easy. All right, fantastic. So these fools have been hanging around and there was a dwarf woman that was chatting with Gex. And now by a wave of the wand, that woman is no longer named Rebecca. Maybe it's a middle name, Hilda Rebecca. Um, you don't give your real name to weird Goliaths, maybe. I don't know what the rule is. No offense to Goliaths. Oh, I didn't get my real name when I came into the bar either, oh, so... That's true. <laughs> he always gives out his false phone number. Um, so anyway, you've been you've been here the whole time. Uh, and you saw all this go down. And Rook and Gex 
had been sitting at your table trying to like lay low from the crime, uh, do me a favor. Can um, uh, from the from the uh, law enforcement, uh, Hilda, can I get you to do an insight check, please? Oh boy, yeah. Everything do, is on my character roll, sheets. Or you can do it on roll 20, if, whichever one you prefer. Let's see. D20? Mm-hmm. And it's linked to wisdom <sighs> if you're not trained. <laughs> I don't understand my character sheet. <laughs> um, so I rolled an eight. My character sheet says two numbers. So remind me again. Okay. Is it some... <laughs> it's probably the wisdom. And then if you're trained or not. Oh, it's not in this, unfortunately. Wow, the numbers are not yeah. correct in, uh, yeah. in the roll 20. Yeah, that's messed up. You're probably not at negative four, right? How does I'm that even not. happen? I... Yeah. I don't, I don't, well, don't know. worry. I got, I got negative three for charisma. So <laughs> it can almost happen. Hey, we can already start thinking of group names if you want, like the names or something. <laughs> the truly disaster. <laughs> the true disasters. <laughs> um, so what's your what's your wisdom score? And also, what is... Uh, are you trained in insight? Uh, I am not trained in insight, but I do believe by being a Mildorf... I do get a modifier to wisdom. That makes sense. I think it's only a plus one. <laughs> All right then. So let me. Um, so you're. So you'll be at a total of nine for your insight check. Ooh. So you're sitting there. Rook's sitting there. Gex has been chatting. You're both drinking, and they both get. Re they've been chatting quite a bit, and then in walks a bunch of guards. Uh, after the bar fight, and you're like, oh, this they're going to investigate. And uh, Tian kind of runs interference with the guards so they don't notice the dead body that was being dragged into the back or the smoke from the fire. Um, and Rook and Gex, they just get a little quiet, and you don't seem to pick up on any reason why that might be the case. But they seem <laughs> um, chatty and... After a few minutes, you realize, oh, I just got free drinks because they were sitting here. And if you want it, you get a free room at the inn because apparently the innkeep owes Rook a favor. So, wow. free drinks. I don't know how far in you are or not, but uh, that that happened. That, that sounds like a great deal coming up. <laughs> school i'm not entirely sure how this happened but i'm willing hey, to take nice happy accident all right <laughs> nice um so you're gonna until we we'll take a break and you can become one of those uh that where that question mark person is um but in the at the moment you're all drinking and even tillman kind of gets shoved over there by the by the innkeep while the guards are there and then they've left and they leave this notice and uh uh, the evening is yours. What does... Uh, you're now alone other than the innkeep and the cook and the cook's assistant in the back. Everyone else seems to be uh, either unconscious from the bar fight or uh, have <laughs> made their way off to the, where they want to be. It's about probably 11 o'clock-ish. It's dark. So what do you want to do? 
you guys? Oh man, I don't know about you guys, but I can't do much uh, without I... resting a little bit first, so... Uh... Wonder if, uh, as a med school dropout, I feel like I'm compelled to help you in some way. <laughs> hey, perhaps man. I, perhaps I could heal you. I... Hey, man, sure, if, unless you got some potions or... I'm really hurting. Let's see what do Even I have without in my a medicine bag? check, you look at him and you're like, he looks a bit like those cadavers they used to make your practice on. Like, he's rough. Yeah, are you sure that's supposed to be, like, outside oh, no. the body? <laughs> Definitely not supposed to be like this. <laughs> see, what oh. do I got in here? I'm pulling out, like, rashes, a hempen rope, hand She's, axe. The dwarf is digging through her backpack. <laughs> she appears to be some kind of adventurer. Traveling oh, man. I don't need no amputations. I'm just fucked <laughs> up. There's difference. There's no uh, gangrene. He says while nice. popping an arm out of his shell. <laughs> I don't know, you look pretty green to me. <laughs> I'm just gonna sign Gex and just say, do you want to actually meet them tonight? Or maybe let them, let their blood settle down and maybe we speak to them tomorrow. Like... Um... <clears throat> I, I kind of feel like I'll just say, I think Harnisa is going to be fine either way. <laughs> I think Garrick's the only one who uh, might need to chill out for a little bit. But he defers to her anyway, so I'm fine either way. I mean, I'm up for meeting them tonight. Yeah, I think or the sooner we get the info, the better. You never know how many other people are going to be in competition to try to find what we're trying to find. And then maybe we can check out at Telburn Keep this competition now thousand gold telburn keep is probably closed for the evening i mean obviously um, yeah those tomorrow, who are tomorrow. guests are welcome but yeah okay i mean it's just a conversation right so i think this you know what could it hurt all right so i think gex and i are gonna have a quick conversation like as much as yeah you know it. you know dave T dave mr tillman as much as, you know, you seem like a cool guy, probably wouldn't be wise of us to take you with us when we have this conversation with these people. He needs to have a nap. <laughs> you should probably just rest up. And we'll, we'll check in on you because you're such a nice fellow. Yeah. Righteous. Yeah. And, Righteous. And nice meeting you, Hilda. Maybe you can, you know, yeah, well, spare uh, some, some medical practices on on this wanderer here and we'll be right back we're only going to be gone for a, a couple pulling up my chain mail tinderbox yeah yeah i got it i got it <laughs> i think gex and i are just gonna like do all right let's go find let's go let's go meet uh the harbingers of boone all right and not fight so, man so they've the they're they're only about maybe 20 minutes ahead of you maybe yeah. not even that long so you yeah. um you could maybe 
even catch up with them before they get to the, the swan. Uh, do a history check for me. Either of Actually, with advantage. Oh. Either one of you, or both. And you would both have advantage. Right. <sighs> you are from this town, or at least spent enough time here to know. Fifteen. Sorry, say that again? Fifteen? Fifteen. Mm. All right. Um, so you know the swan that they're talking about. Um, it's the, it's, what is it? The swan, the swan and the jaws is the name of this place. It's kind of a, a two-part, um, nice. Oh yeah. So how this works is Rook knows the swan, which is kind of an upper establishment, uh, above. And then there's the jaws, which is, uh, kind of a second much, much seedier, much more dangerous place in the basement of the same establishment. So it's kind of one of those two-level places. Um, one, one to be more official, the other to be really underground. Um, and it, they are, they run deep with a local uh, thieves guild. And internet, if you want to name the thieves guild, just pop the name into chat. Because like, this is not those yeah. sparrows. This is the the other other thief guild. Got guilds upon guilds going on here. <laughs> it's a guild town. Actually, there's a lot of different factions going on. I didn't even mention, but there are rumors that there's a mage tower somewhere within the city, which is ridiculous because it's probably like 500 feet tall. But if you're not invited, you can't see it. Um, at oh. least in this nearby area, uh, somewhere. Uh, rumored to have been it's it's like a not a very well kept secret and then there's also the inquisitors who are pretty much anti-mage tower people and they have a presence in town you can actually as you're walking through you leave the um uh, you leave the inn what was the name of the inn we were at oh it was the wild buck the wild buck um so you leave the buck and you head out into the night and as you're going you see a crowd it's it's, it's 11 there's people out and about um especially as you move towards the slightly wealthier area and you pass several of the guardsmen in their chainmail and blue tabards but you also spot a small group of burgundy cloaked um uh, just a small group of them, and the burgundy cloak is what makes them seem very unified. Probably about four or five of them. And you you know enough that that's probably one of the Inquisitor subsects. So, you steer clear of the law, and if you want to go somewhere else, you can. Odin expects the Inquisition. I think we're just gonna mosey on down to the Jaws, the Swan and the Jaws. and Yeah, I think let's, let's go there. Fair enough. Um, so I want, uh, I'm going to go, can I get both of you to roll a percentile dice for me? Rook, Oof. you, well, you were both part of the, the Black Sparrows, uh, but Steve, you're going to be the not wonderful, and uh, Rook, you're going to be the wonderful. It's a roll-off. <laughs> what, 1d100? Sure. Oh God, ninety-seven. Is that good? <laughs> thirty. I don't know. Well, thirty versus ninety-seven. We know who wins. 
and he loses. Sorry. It's okay. We all win. So, I think you... Yeah. Yeah. You you go into this place, into the swan, and, and Rook, you haven't been very... You, you know the swan, which is the more everyone's welcome kind of establishment. And you walk in. It's, um, it's a bigger inn. Uh, better uh, clientele, generally. Uh, but a, it's pretty packed. They actually have a bard playing over in the corner. Uh, a small troupe, even with, like, some drummer and... Uh, a little, a little three-piece going in the corner, and it's a pretty rowdy crowd. Like, uh, it's up there on a slightly raised platform, and off to the far side of the inn. And you go on. Eh, yeah, I'll just drag you over. Here we go. Um, so you go on inside, and this place is, or you see the outside rather. And uh, oh, Tillman's not with you. I'll delete you, Tillman. Uh, so it is, I think, a three-story place, and it's got an outer courtyard. It's also got an intersection, um, and in nice big doors with two statues on the outside. On one side is the swan statue, um, and on the other side is, a, is another swan. But if you look closely, it's got these nasty, jagged teeth uh, on the one on the right. And uh, you, you head on inside. Um, at the just door. follow uh, Gex's, Gex's lead sure. since he's got the invite. Um, there's a big, uh, a big human, but probably like 400 pounds, like six foot two, 400 pound human sitting at the door, um, just kind of leaning on the stool just inside the stoop. And he looks you both up and down and he starts to kind of, starts to get up and be like, Hey, 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 hey. Um, let me just roll a quick perception check. Hey, 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 hey. We don't want any trouble here. You. Any yeah, motions? Is there any, um, visible, like, tattoos or marks that would indicate you're some kind of thieves' guilt? Is there a color scheme? Uh, no. It's usually you just gotta know the lingo. You know, occasionally there's a gesture. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't like to, to like have like thieves' guild tattoo. I mean, <laughs> I'm reason, a thief. <laughs> it's just like it attracts oh, the wrong kind that. of attention. People <laughs> <laughs> have on their face. I'm like, mm. I'm like, no, no, I don't have that. <laughs> you sir, pass the first test. All right. <laughs> You're in Show the guild me your now. valuables. <laughs> Do you have any visible guild tattoos? No? <laughs> then you're in the guild. Um, the problem is, though, this guy named Tobias um, actually recognizes Gex. And uh, as you walk up, Gex, you recognize him too. You know this guy's name. Um, he's okay. You, The last time you saw Tobias... He was just running a bit of crowd interference as this absolute of a jerkwad part of um, part of this other guild, which Internet, I'm still waiting on the name. Uh, and by the way, players, you can make suggestions, too. But we need an alternate guild uh, of thieves. And uh, there's this other little punk we're going to call. Uh, so there's Tobias is kind of he's muscle, but he's a teddy bear, right? Uh, but he 
very kindly once interrupted uh, uh, um, any constabulary come from from getting in between this other absolute jerkwad named um, Zick, and Zick is a dick, um, and uh, <laughs> that's that's the very smart nickname for him. So Zick, uh, you're Tobias is kind of one of those cool cool guys. Like he would get along, except he's in tight with Zick, and Zick hates you for some like and anyone who's in the black sparrows hmm. there was there was a thing there was a th- there was a thing hey uh gex uh what you doing well yeah good to see you toby been a good to while. see you oh. how to work out after that you know unfortunate situation with you know the others. I, I think his blood sugar was low. Well, it can happen to the best of us, I suppose. Listen, uh, you know, my uh, this is a friend of ours, and uh, we have our delivery bag full of chickens to bring mm. to the, uh, you know, into the rooster's nest. <laughs> so, uh, if you wouldn't mind, we would uh, we have an appointment to keep with uh, the lady of the house. As it were. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if it was just me, that'd be cool. But um, I mean, Zick, Zick ain't here right now, so like, um, we'll be in and out. You, got... you won't even feel it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you won't even. Uh, can I get you There's to please roll a persuasion to... check for me? What's that? Uh, Gex, Gex, please roll a persuasion check to see if you can talk your way in. Rolling a persuasion. Oh, I saw the roll 20 thing. I'm like, 30. How did you roll a 30? No, that was the D100. What did you roll? <laughs> Two. Okay. One, so I got a three. I mean, that's, you know... Scale smells bad. Look, it's not that I don't trust you, it's just that Zick said not to believe anything you ever said. Um, I'm sorry, man. Well, sure, sure. You if you had like a, an invite, I, I don't know the whole history. I don't know the history between uh, Gex and Zick and you, my friend. Um, but we actually do have a meeting with Arnessa and the Harbingers. When you start to talk, Tobias looks over. And Pat, like his gaze passes over you for a second, then he tracks down and he finds yeah, you down, down there. Yeah, <laughs> and you're just, just standing like, you know, play like, giant yeah. of a man. Which is like, and it's so I just, you know, uh, you know, Gex is being very polite with what he's trying to say. We have a meeting with Harnessa. And it takes Tobias a few seconds. You, you, you've got a medium passive insight, right? Uh, I got a pretty good passive insight. I got like right. a passive insight of, well, is it intelligence or wisdom? Uh, insight wisdom. 15. Okay. That's 15. yeah, that's quite good. So you've got a read on him as he's, he looks like he's trying to weigh like, it It seems like he's doing the bouncer thing, but really for free, you get the, the point. He's desperately trying to recall names. 
Hornessa? In the har- har- Harbingers <laughs> with Garrick. Uh, yeah, Facts, they just got yeah. here. Yeah, uh, no. Look. All right. You guys you can know, come in. Fatty, but... colorful, stripy, spotty. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> she, right she just got here. Um, look, just just keep it quick. We don't want any trouble. Like you got last it. time. You got it, bro. Yeah. I'll, right. I'll keep him out of trouble. I'll keep him huh. from, like, you know, whatever that happened. All right. All right. All right, so with that, you guys talked your way past. All like, excited, like, cool, bro. And he signs <laughs> back. The... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The, like, it's just like you got a spider on your arm. Um, so, yeah, so you guys go on inside, and uh, if you're on the maps, I will reveal a new area as you enter. And as we're uh, going, I'll be like, what was that all about? <laughs> Who's sick, and who did you beat him up? Well, no, maybe. I don't remember. It was a while ago. <laughs> you were pretty intoxicated at the time. Yeah, I I had I had kind of pawned or palmed, you know, a couple of bottles of things I shouldn't have, and then I was worried about trying to get out with them because my pockets were kind of full of other things I had managed to, you know, relieve people of. So I just decided, well, I might as well empty the bottles and then, you know. That happens occasionally. <laughs> I didn't want to empty them hey, on the look, floor. So even I get bored yeah. sometimes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so you guys are in the in this in the place is bumping. It is almost shoulder to shoulder. There's very few tables available. Um, there's a uh, quite a few people standing. Uh, lots of people up a couple of steps of stairs up, up and to the left. Um, there's like a kind of a wraparound staircase, like um like a three-step thing, but it's got an L, as you can see from the map. But I like to describe for our podcast listeners. Uh, there's a nicely appointed bar in the far back left corner uh, raised up there, and that place is like elbow to elbow. Um, you can see this small little raised platform uh, directly in front of the door. Uh, as part of the steps they go up, they kind of cordoned it off. And you can see the three-piece bar, ba- uh, the bar band uh, sitting there. There's like a you know, mando and and a little drum and um, uh, and, and a little like I don't know, old old fashioned, you know, budget bass, but actually sounds pretty good. And they keep singing and stuff. And there's people drinking and chatting. It's that whole atmosphere of like a, a lively, a lively pub that I miss so much. <laughs> Sorry, too much real, too much real. I, I know you're a better player than them. Yes, I know, I know. Look, if you're gonna get the info. And then we'll figure it out, right? Shh. So, Gex, you just caught a little of that, but you're like, it's it's pretty loud in here. It's hard to put together what that was. Um, so, so you so guys kind of push your way through, and uh, do uh, you do a quick glance around, and and after a few minutes, you see that this table, right, uh, kind of in a, a pretty prime spot, uh, just to the left of the door, but a little tucked in a corner before you go up the stairs. The table is now clear uh, as you see somebody kind of get shoved away from it and look back and and then you look up and you see the grimacing half-orc face of of uh, whatever the hell his name was uh garrick garrick, garrick <laughs> is grimacing and uh hernessa is already slouching her like 
kind of just draping herself in one of the chairs. Uh, and it is all going down at this table right here. I'll drag them over in a minute. Uh, but yeah, that's that's where they're kind of setting up shop, as it were. And uh, uh, they, you do spot them in the crowd there. What do you want to do? Kind of look at Gex. I'll be like, shall we? I say we head on over. Before we go, though, have you um, have you ever pulled a rip deal? Yeah, have you of ever, course. You pulled a rip deal or a pigeon drop? It's been a while. Most of you know. Most of the time, I, over the past little bit, I was down in the catacombs, not pulling heists. I was okay. doing the more dangerous searching, right, for the sparrows. Yeah. But I still know yeah. how to do it. Yeah, okay. It may come in handy, may not be necessary, but... Uh, I just really, I, I'm just hoping, you know what, I just want to know who hired the sparrows, right? So exactly. They weren't bankrolling themselves, someone was hiring them to, to find those things down there. Mm-hmm. Well... So I just want to find out who. Let's go see if she can answer those questions. Okay. All right. So you make your way over to this ever-growing crowd on this map that I'm terrible at making. <laughs> As we do, just I'll sign them. Like, if we need to do, like, pigeon drop, then, like, just give me the sign. <laughs> All right. I do somewhere have a tabaxi map, but uh, but that's whatever. We're good. Uh, all right. So you have uh, you make your way through the crowd, press over towards them, and you find yourself standing in front of their table as they're They've now motioned over to a server who just... There's about five servers kind of milling around in the room, but almost, you know, a couple behind the bar and then two or three wandering through the space. Uh, and they 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 do spot Garrick and are already bringing over a bunch of... And he reaches up and just grabs the, the tray with a bunch of drinks. He's like, these are mine now. And he puts them on the table. Uh, and you guys are standing right in front of them. What do you want to do? What do you want to say? Oh, greetings. May we uh, join you for a beverage? Piss off. I wasn't asking you. And Hernessa kind of looks up. Ah. ah. Well, I thought you'd track me down later, but fine. Yeah, you know, sometimes time is 60% of the time. We have some time now. What is it you want? Oh, first I'll introduce you to my friend Rook here. Uh, Sign hi. He, she signs back. We've, we've, you know, done a few things in the past and uh, ran into each other when you kind of ran into us and realized he, uh, you might be able to answer some questions for him. So I thought I'd see if I can't make the introduction. Well, that's very. We recognize you. Does Harness and I recognize each other? By the way, since we both kind of. Um. I don't know. Do you want to have recognized her? I didn't think you did. You I were both in the Black Sparrows. Uh, yeah. She, it, let's let's treat this a little like high school. Like you would have been like a freshman when she was a senior. So like right, you would recognize her, and she's yeah. just looking at you like you're nothing. Yeah, fair enough. This is no, this I, is how I deal with my trauma. 
<laughs> Dungeon. Okay. <laughs> just get this out of my system. <laughs> Decades later. <laughs> so, um, you know, I just say we both have run with the black sparrows. Ah. Uh, yes. I appreciate the irony. She licks her long eyesizer teeth. It's been so, a while. Yeah, it's been a bit. You know, they kind of fell on hard times. I heard. As you know. Um, obviously, you, when you were with them, you were a lot more senior than me. You knew all kinds of things. Um, I'm offering a trade of some info. You know, you may know who were probably bankrolling them when it comes to spelunking down into the catacombs. All those requests to go down there and find certain artifacts and relics for fencing. You tell me who bankrolled them, I'll tell you what happened. Turg, be a deer. Get me, um, whatever they've got for fish. And Turg, the little halfling, who is a creepy freaking halfling, like a death cleric uh, halfling, you saw him in action, uh, who's been sitting, you've been talking over the back of his head this whole time. Um, and he gets up, uh, he grumbles for a second, and then she kicks his chair, and he's like, hey. he, if you want to picture something, he looks like, uh, he looks a little like a gray-scaled version of the the old man from Up. And like, in Halfling's size. <laughs> All right, boss. And he gets out of the way and like, intentionally tries to elbow you in the nuts as he tries to go past you. It, it makes it look a bit like he's trying to move his chair, but he's in like elbow is high, trying to clip huh. you. Uh, let's just see. Let's see. Uh, I'm I'm doubtful that a 14 hits your AC. No. Okay, you sidestep, and uh, just kind of he he goes past it. Fetch a cat of fish, and he goes wandering off through the very quickly gets lost in the crowd, and then uh, Hernessa motions to the empty chair to you, Rook. Okay, I'll like just you know smoothly just take a seat slide in it's been a long time since I ran with the sparrows I got out when things started going a bit south greener greener fields I see you've done well for yourself oh, thank you let me um, share a little bit of advice since you're an alum You lean in, and and she um, takes her hand and just kind of puts it over top of yours, just kind of on on there. She is gorgeous, by the way, like absolute gorgeous Catwoman, and um, <laughs> and she smiles, and these the cat-like slits of her eyes flash with just a second as she extends her claws into the back of your hand. Um, like, like deep, deep, yeah. 
you take one point of one point of damage. Okay. Um, and she watches you as she does it. Can I get you to do either uh, Constitution or Charisma? Uh, if you've got it, you can do Deception. Uh, I could do Deception, or what do you mean, Persuasion? Um, it's to see how deception. well you can cover. How how do you take this when she okay. claws at you? Sure, I'll do. Uh, I'll do a Deception roll. All right. Sixteen. Oh, nice. Ooh. All right. So, you don't. You get the impression she's looking for a flinch or a weakness. This little slightly curled side of her lip. And what do don't you do? Don't even breathe. I you just, literally so I just. Yeah, I don't <laughs> even breathe. I just look at her. Not even a breathe. I just kind of like, and just look at her. Just. Dead gaze. <laughs> this freshman's showing off. <laughs> Here's my advice, alum, for old time's sake. I don't give away sources or former employers. Even when it's done, because I'm a professional. And people who give that up to just anyone who walks in off the street, they don't last long in this business. No offense. But I don't know you. And I don't trust you. You've got guts. But I don't know if you can handle yourself. While this is going on, Gex, you've been looking at, um, you've been sitting across from uh, Garrick, and there's this mangy old dog all scarred up, sitting on the floor, like, at his feet. You, you know that that's not just a dog. You've seen it. Mm-hmm. He's drinking. He reaches over to the, the ale that's right in front of you on the tray still. And picks it up. It, it is in a position where it would be yours. And he's like, eh. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm going to... So I'm going to... I'm going to respond to her now. Yep. I'm just going to say, you know what? I can understand why you don't trust me. I'm going to tell you what happened. And when I'm done telling you, you can then decide if you want to share a bit of info with me. I'm all ears. And so, you know, we're both alum. You're more senior. I ran with them. And I did the jobs down in the catacombs. And they, whoever was bankrolling them was looking for something. A specific set of artifacts. And I found one of them. And I brought it up. 
and I got intercepted. And the thing that intercepted me, that's what took out the entire district, along with most of the sparrows, and probably a whole bunch of your friends and my friends. So I'm not in here in doing this for some type of heist. I'm not in here doing this for some type of political game. I would just want to find out who's looking for this thing, because this thing just took out the undertow and almost everyone in it. Can I get I you to do a, do a, persuasion? a persuasion check with advantage? Okay. Nice, nice, nice. First one, not good. <laughs> That's a five. <laughs> oh. 19. Thank God Ooh. for advantage. <laughs> advantage. All right. Like I said, I don't know you. But you're right. I had some friends. Fine. The sparrows worked for several people. A few of them I'm aware of. The uh, one of the gr one of the people hiring them to delve was a uh, a consortium. They went by various nicknames. The one they used the most was uh internet? Eh? Hey Darcy, I see you there. Thanks for jumping in. Oh, tell you what. <laughs> I'm going to use what you said. The mayhem goes well, by the way. Thank you, Darcy. Uh, I'm talking to chat. Um, but I will say this. Um yes. The Mayhem Consortium. One of the... I certainly know how to cause some. Mayhem Consortium would hire for certain relics. Some of the more difficult to reach. There was one man by the name of Pierre Turnbull. He arranged a lot of the agreements. You could check in with him. Thank you. I won't, uh, if I see him, I won't tell him where I got the name. See that you don't. Well, bird boy. Careful who you play with. You might be out of your league here. Good luck to you. Oh, thanks. Most definitely out of my league. Now, get out of here before my cranky short friend gets back and wants his chair. I'll do. And I'm uh, just going to get up and politely exit. As you're standing, you know, I'll, like, Gex? I'll check with Gex. Yeah, Gex? Yeah, before before we go, the guy that took my beer, how was he across the table from me? 
<laughs> you're not actually sitting. Like, there was only one available chair. Uh, and he's basically sitting comfortably in the chair in front of you. Uh, just kind of looking up. at He's a big half-orc, so he's not looking at your waist, per se. But he's looking at your midsection and looking past, trying to trying to see around the room and just take it all in. He's doing his be- his level best to rudely pretend you don't exist. So I'm going to try and move. I'm going to try to, like, pick, uh, pickpocket anything off him I can. Um, I don't know I mean, to do it, but, like... That's going to be real tough, because he's literally looking yeah. in your direction. No, I know. <laughs> I'll do it by kind of like leaning over and like dropping a silver in front of him. Like, what? do I notice any of this? Like, what? Hey, like, hey, are you gonna like? Mid- this is happening while you're mid conversation. Oh, I'm conversation. just as Go it's ahead. wrapping up. Go nuts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so from light of hand, this. yeah. So from your vantage point, Gex, I will give you this. Well, let's see how you do on your sleight of hand. Go dice go. Uh, nineteen. Woo! All right. He does get advantage, basically because of positioning. Trying <laughs> so hard. Um, so he's sitting there, and he's just like, just kind of staring around you pointedly, trying to see the the pe- the performers off on the stage over there. And he looks up at you as you kind of drop something at his feet, and he snarls. What's the matter, Skinny? And you kind of bend down, and as you bend down your hand, you do the the reach behind. (laughs) You notice that he's got his giant axe strapped on his back, but he's got this uh, leather strap, which has the little holder for it. So, like, on the back of the holder is this little leather loop that's usually there. You put the put the axe in, flick the loop over a little hook, and then the axe is held in place. So the easiest thing for you to do, uh, the most accessible thing, would be to undo that loop so that his axe would presumably fall, up, fall out if he moved around too much. I don't know if you'll be able to get... You might be able to get... Now, another thing is there is a nice-looking... Um, Pin on the on the strap it's that's actually holding the strap together and it looks like it's kind of maybe even silver um nice kind of imp- like embossed kind of leather band and then the metal possibly silver pin going through it right over his left shoulder there so do you so want to go pin. for the loop or this or the pin does the pin look like it's decorative and something custom? yeah yeah it, it yeah, does so look custom. Our, because my point here isn't to actually take anything of value. It's just that later when he goes, where the fuck is that? Well, I want him to be looking for something for a while. I'm not, I don't really care about stealing anything valuable. So yeah, like if I can like do a little, oh, here's a silver for your beer. Reach over the shoulder, snag the... Yeah, you got to put your like, hand on his shoulder. Like, like you're... <laughs> Yeah. Um, and you just deftly like, like oh, I just lost my and just oh, take this this pretty long metal pin and just pop it out. It 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 wiggles loose between your two fingers and then sh- you quickly put it down your sleeve. Yeah. And um, and he 
he kind of looks up at you. Get your, get your fucking hand off me. And he slaps your hand away. But doesn't appear to have noticed anything at this point. Okay. And we'll uh, <laughs> just kind of nod at Harnessa and then start making her way out of there. She she gives you a, like, a smile and a nod. I don't know if you're interested in finding out from her, though. Yeah? Or was that it? I don't know. I'm just I'm asking my player brain if there was some other no thing. Or just, like, I got what I wanted. Yeah. Anyway, okay, that's good. We'll uh, we'll leave. All right. You kind of wind your way through the crowd on the way out, and um, you see Tobias give you a nod on uh, as he's as you walk past him. Take it easy, guys. It's not nothing else easy to steal on the way out, is there? I mean, it's a crowded place. You can certainly try. Do a perception check for me. I, yeah, because I am rather klepto-ish when we get into crowds. What? No. Yeah, yeah. Perception. Well. I mean, a lot of people here. I mean, when you go to a place that is known to be in with a thieves guild, you don't flash your cash, right? You're not going to be ostentatious about it. So there's not a lot on display. There's a couple of coin purses, but they don't look very full. At a glance, you can read a coin purse at a thousand yards. You're like, that's got eight <laughs> silver. Um, and so <laughs> there's not all that much that's tempting in here unless you just want to grab a knickknack or something. It's kind of it. Like if it was like a stuffed animal off the wall, you know? Like... Sure. You actually go by and there's this skull on the wall. That's It looks like a rabbit skull, but it's got horns. Oh, it's the, yeah. What was that? A jackalope. Jack, yeah, jackalope. Yeah. yeah, it's a jackalope skull. I'll see if I can steal that. Okay, um, you you go to just quietly palm it as you go by, uh, and you realize, oh, this thing's actually like attached. You're gonna need to like pry it with a dagger. So go ahead and and roll. Um, uh, let's go thieves tools actually. Thieves tools. It's crowded, and you you see him stop there, Gek, uh, Rook. And, and uh, I, you pretty quickly get the idea of what he's up to. I don't get a bonus when I'm using thieves tools. Uh, it's proficiency. Yeah, you yeah. get your, yeah, your proficiency. Oh, so that, no, so that just goes to my sleight of hand then. Yeah. yeah, same as, same same. If you're trained in it. Uh, what's my bonus six? So twenty one. Wow. <laughs> All right, you're just like wow. <laughs> Both ends of the spectrum today. <laughs> Yoink. <laughs> You've got yourself a jackalope skull. It's in your just coat. The the antlers sticking out just a little, but not much. <laughs> All right. And you guys leave the swan and the jaws, and uh, yeah. you can make your way back where you came, unless you want to go someplace else. No, Telbrun keeps closed. I think we're gonna head back. Catch catch a you know, a little bit. All right. Now, so I kind of missed her answer to you, uh, Rook. Who who uh, was responsible for? So I mean, I'll 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 be discreet when I kind of reveal like signing, right, with him. Yep. Um, it's like half spoken sentences mixed within a couple of signs to keep yeah, it untraceable. Yeah, just so that just so that no one's like kind of eavesdropping on us. 
Yeah. But I do mention like the um, and to keep it to himself, the Mayhem Consortium and a name Pierre Turnbull as uh, someone that was hiring the Sparrows to run jobs, delving down and don't know the name, but probably can find out at some point. Nice. Mayhem Consortium. Mayhem Consortium. Alright, so I'm just fighting with so roll gonna... 20 here, trying to get it to do what I want. So, when, yeah, when we can sort of speak a little more freely. Um, what you thinking with all of that? Are you interested in this thousand dollar, thousand gold reward thing, or are you uh, more interested in following up here? I'm interested in both. I need the gold, and I want to find out what happened. Yeah. Right, I want to find out this person. Like you, you saw what happened with the undertow. I want to find out, yeah. like whatever they are after. It's some pretty serious shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like it's. You got a bit of mystery. You got a bit of cool artifacts, maybe. Uh, in that whole scenario, and then on the other hand, you got a, you know, a dash for cash kind of situation. And maybe maybe this whole gauntlet thing will open up some doors too to find this person, right? I don't know who this person is. They're probably running in wealthy circles, so I can't just start, mm. you know, tracking them down. So I think maybe one way is to one way to do it is to kind of get some attention and then mingle in some circles and mm. figure out who this who this person is and who they're working for, you know. I'm not looking to make too many waves. These guys are probably big leagues. But I'm not going to let this go. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm always down for an adventure. And you could get cool money out of it. Get some gold, maybe some cool artifacts. We're going to cut over to the wild buck. So that, my friend, is why you have to be careful where you put marshmallows. Ah, I see. <laughs> wow, <laughs> who knew the intricacies of, you know, Billy Putty? <laughs> now, just as a point of aesthetic order, um, uh, Timely, uh, I've dropped a bunch of minis down at the bottom. We didn't actually pick one for your, your person, um, so I don't ah, know if you can yes. see those. Do you have a preference as to which one would be for your... Dwarven Paladin. And if you click your mouse on it, I should see the ping. These are the important questions, right, audience? Yes, these are definitely the important questions. I like this one. Yeah, all right. So that is going to be your icon here. That's awesome. All right. Nice. All right, so while I get that set, uh, you feel free to talk amongst yourselves. I'll just get that set up here. So, the you've been talking about marshmallows, um, and in that time, are you going to do some magic on uh, poor beat up old Dave Tillman, or are you going to just kind of bind his wounds, or what? What's the plan? You could do your lay on hands I, thing I, as well. I will want. try to do my lay on hands. So my, I don't know how my how my that character literally sheet's just <laughs> say you spend it. I I think you get. 
five points per level. So how much do you okay. want to drop? He's looking real rough. So it says I have five leon hands. Oh, so I think at second level it starts. So you have five points to that you can dole oh, okay. out. You can give them all five. You can give them four. Keep one in reserve. Uh, whatever you like. Uh, uh, well, yeah, I, I'm feeling pretty hopeless for <laughs> our turtle fan right now. <laughs> so he got and, and my whole backpack has been emptied, and I'm like, it's wow, strewn across the table. I, I must have just forgotten my med kit back at in my locker. So, she gets ten hit points, by the way. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> it's five times your paladin level. Yeah. Nice. So you do have ten you can dole out if you want to. Oh, okay. I give, I lay my hands on our turtle. <laughs> All right. So, Tillman, you're talking and just kind of nursing your drink and chewing on a mushroom, and she reaches for your face. <laughs> I, I was picturing, oh. like, a hand on that shell, but, like, oh, the okay. face is definitely a so, more interesting... Well, graph. he's high like, as... Uh, he's... <laughs> so, I mean, you, at first he sees this, and then it dives for the shell, and, and this warmth just radiates through the shell uh, and into your shoulder and up, up your neck and down your torso, and you feel significantly better. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't, know <laughs> I don't know if it's the mushrooms, dude, or... But I'm feeling jazzed up. Yeah. <laughs> I love the fact that you might actually not know. <laughs> I, 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 think, I think it's mostly the mushrooms. <laughs> it's like, oh. I did it! Yeah! on that med school <laughs> take that mom all right um <laughs> told you the last guy you tried this on died so this is this is a step in the right direction you're proving yourself yay all right so um unless you want to feel free to go into more detail about your lives if you want or, or we can have the other group rejoin how many hit points do i how many do you want to give them there, uh, Hilda? Uh, I, I, I was giving him ten. Nice. Righteous. All right. So you're feeling significantly better. Um, and you had your meal, and Tien walks by, and um, she, she stands uh, next to you guys, uh, the table just strewn with all of Hilda's gear. It's like, so... I'm guessing you're staying the night. Um, one night? One room? Two rooms? <laughs> what do you need? Two rooms. Done. Thank All you. Right. And, um, our, our do you think your friends are going to be coming back? Uh, are they All my right. friends? I was going to say. <laughs> Are you even okay? You, you well, you know they've been gone for a while, but uh, honestly, I got so sucked into the marshmallow talk that I don't even know how much time passed. 
Uh, can I? What's your passive perception for either of you? That's your um, your 14. perception. Fourteen. That's not bad. Yep. All right. Can you? All right. Let me um. Perception. Where is that? <laughs> it's oh, uh, your wisdom mod. Oh wow, that's pretty good. So sixteen is your passive. So Tillman, you're a little bit messed up still from the healing and the whatever it is you're eating off your shell. Um, but Hilda, you pick up that Tilda's kind of running a hand down her face like this in a kind of meaningful way, even if you don't make sense of exactly what it is. Okay. Oh, all right. Um, well, rooms one and three are available. Help yourselves. Here are the keys. And um, if you see that little guy, a human dark cloak, I think he's said his name. Um, let him know we're square, but check out whenever you want. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Tian. All right. So the rest of you are making your way back towards the inn uh, of the Wild Buck, and we are going to pause for a little break. Uh, stretch our legs, refresh our bevies, and uh, when we come back, we will see where the adventure goes from here. All right, Internet, thanks very much. I'm going to let them go take a little breather, uh, kick on some other music. I'd love to do, like, giveaways and stuff. Maybe I'll do that next time. Should I do a giveaway? I think I should. Not. I don't have anything to give away right now. Just my soul. Um, but uh, feel free to stick around, make some suggestions. I do need a name for the, um, the Thieves Guild that isn't cool with the uh, Black Sparrows. So that's something to think about. And thanks very much, uh, abominable, abominable, whoa, names, abominable Scotsman. Thanks very much for jumping in. And hey, maybe you're responsible for the uptick in the British uh, grabs on our podcast. So thanks very much. Uh, you're beating the US, or you were this morning. So thanks very much. Gave me a, I gave myself a long, yeah, I kind of did, Darcy. Wait, have you been reading my, jur my journal? That's okay. You can read my journal, Darcy. All right. Uh, thanks very much, everybody. We'll be back in just a couple minutes after a little break. Hey, yeah. Do the work and give it a listen. We do podcasts as well, so you can check that out if you want to hear the backlog. But this is episode two of our brand new campaign. So far called The Balance because reasons. All right. We'll be back in a little bit. Stick around. Uh, let's say 15, 15 minutes. See you in a bit. Whoop, wrong button. Yeah, well, this is the back. Be right back. Looks like end credits. That's going to be very confusing. But I like to give credit to the music. So uh, that's our scroll. So stick around. We will be right back in uh, uh, 15 minutes. Actually, let's make it 14. Just because. I don't know what that was. Hey, everybody. Uh, we are going to get back to our game. Thanks so much for joining us. We are live on YouTube and on Twitch. And uh, we take viewer suggestions. So thanks for jumping in. And if this is your first time by, don't for don't forget to show us some love. Give us the follow or the click or the sub or the bell or the... I can't even... I'm old. This is real gray. I'm too old for this. <laughs> in the words of Murdoch. I'm too old for this shit. No, it's all good, though. Uh, I'm having a lot of fun, and thank you for joining in the fun. All right, so today... 
we are playing some Dungeons and Dragons, and uh, we're gonna ju jump right back in. I think uh, we'll just pick up more or less where we left off, and uh, and we are back. I don't believe any nonsense happened unless you want to make it happen, party. Uh, so feel free to rejoin us as we dive back in at the Wild Buck Inn. Hi, everybody. So, did any of you want to cause any nonsense? <laughs> nope. It's a first. So Gex has come back. Rook has come back. You all yep. have a finish off a nightcap and uh and then head off to your respective rooms uh because mm -hmm. hey free place right um yes and in the process you get a better look at your your you know hilda the dwarf and she now seems suddenly a lot more competent than she was just <laughs> and a little while ago you were like adventurer she had like a, a five strength and like a four charisma. Like it was, it wasn't good. No offense, but um, we have since fixed the mathematical problems. So um, I think you're you're a lot better now. <laughs> Cheers to that. Cheers. Uh, it, it was it was all the marshmallow talk. The exactly. Lay on hands. You yeah. have a lot of confidence there. Terrified <laughs> things. Yeah. All right. So. Uh, you spend an evening, um, locked doors in the inn. You don't know each other that well. I mean, Gex knows Rook. But otherwise, it's, uh, it's a bit of a, a quiet evening at the Murder Inn. And, uh, if you want to have a chat this morning, or you can chat in the, uh, sorry, do you want to chat in the morning or chat about what's next in the evening? It's up to you. Well, Tilda has to start putting her stuff back into her knapsack so as she's doing that she turns to look at Gex and Rook and say so how, how did it go I, I don't actually know where you went <laughs> or what that was about <laughs> we just needed to swap some info you know just with, with that rowdy group one of them used to run with the same group we used to run with and so we just wanted to kind of catch up you gotta pull your mic down we just wanted to catch up thanks <laughs> <laughs> rook mumbles sometimes mumbles about yeah. but um his street name is and at that poster Mur <laughs> Um, yeah, looking at that poster, that seems interesting. Maybe uh, we all chat up a chat about that tomorrow. All right. So sounds good. Rook Thanks. was pointing at a poster of a competition, uh, which is called the Gauntlet. Prove yourself. Uh, gain a notori uh, notoriety, or gain some some fame, some money, and uh, possibly even uh, a trusted position within the city. So that is. Dangling there is a plot hook. Let's just call it what it is. If you if you want, yeah. or we can go someplace else. You guys have yeah, a nice. No, we're going for it. Going for Tillman it. Tillman is I wanna... already asleep. I am gonna go to my room. Finish this yoga. Uh, do I get my own room? Uh yeah. You have four rooms. Cool. I'm gonna go to my room. Gonna lock the door. I'm gonna put a pillow underneath the blanket of the bed. 
And then I'm going to sit in a corner <laughs> with a weapon out. And okay. and I am going to spend the next four hours in emotionless state while <laughs> conscious. Oh, Rocking nice. back and forth? No, just emotionless state while conscious. <laughs> listening to the jibber-jabbering of my friends. So Hilda made it up the stairs first, so she gets to pick the room. Uh, that she wants first. Uh, who wants who wants the next? So she got a middle size room. The one down there is a, a decent size room as well that she didn't claim. There's a kind of a bigger room, and then there is a tiny hovel of a room. <laughs> yeah, dibs on the largest bed. <laughs> oh yeah. I open Street. <laughs> All right. So the smallest room sounds like it went to Tillman. So that's where you really? are. I think so. Rook and Portaling. Gek. Gex, I okay. should say. And and you're spending the night in a chair there, Rook. So there you go. Yeah. So okay. There you go. <laughs> you spend the evening um, uh, uninterrupted. And uh, it seems like a fairly quiet thing. Early on, you hear the cook and uh, and the cook's uh, assistant just kind of working away pretty early in the morning. Um, other than that, you have you can sleep late if you want to, and the the day is yours. So eventually, you all wake and find your way back down to the tavern, and they have a, a pretty decent breakfast stew on the go. It's the same stew from the night before, but they. You know, toast the bread. They put one egg in it. On our uh, on our stew. stroll between on our stroll between here and the Swan, would I have noticed anywhere interesting for breakfast? You know, like cafe I mean, de <laughs> Yeah, I mean there there are restaurants, so you could probably go and find one of those. Oh God. We're not playing Dungeons and Dragons. We're just fantasizing about being able to go out in public. This makes it breaky. Um, I'm, is, I'm basically... Breck. This is breakfast and brunch, not Dungeons and Dragons. I'm just kind of like, as I'm sitting and just... For about, you know, to get my long rest. And then I only really kind of get out when I start to hear faint, the faint noises downstairs, like early morning, and then I'll get up and uh, tell, tell everyone to be quiet and then walk downstairs. <laughs> nice. You hear a, oh, I, I, I will night. spend a hit die to, re to replenish a hit, my, my hit points. I think I lost three total. No, you can <laughs> you can take the rest if you want to or or don't. It's up to you. Okay. Well, um, I, I, I take the rest. Yeah, so you're full up. The magic of Dungeons and Dragons. I'll just nap it off. This sucking chest wound, I'll just nap it off. It's all good. Oh, yeah. All right, so you uh, reconvene, uh, and uh, Gex takes you all out to a local brunch spot, and you have to, like, there's there's some, you know, this, this uh, lovely uh, half-orc family bouncing their little baby in the little thing in front of you in line and there's like five other people eventually you get in and uh find your way at this table and you uh tillman uh i want you to roll a constitution check for me 
First roll of the night. Give me a sec. How did I allow that? Hey, <laughs> okay, hold on. There's a constitution. That's, uh -huh. um... That's not stellar. That's a seven. <laughs> I also love that the bit correct. of flair, by the way. There's Steve. I love the flair. That's canon. That's just a, it's just something for the viewers. Yeah, there you go. All right, uh, just not the listeners. We love our <laughs> listeners. Anyway, um, so you got a seven. Um, you're not sure which of the mushrooms it was, but you ate one that just wasn't ready yet. And uh, so you, <laughs> you, you are perpetually in a state. But this particular morning, that state is gassy. Sorry. Maybe it was the beating. Turned up. Except it's, it's got an echo to it because it's going through the shell. Give it again. So anyway, you, you um, maybe patio it or something, but you're sitting around, you have a nice breakfast, you can order what you want. Uh, it's going to cost you like, let's say three silver because inflation hasn't hit them yet. Um, so three silver for breakfast, so go ahead and take that off. And then uh, and you guys can be chatting about what you want to do with the rest of your lives. It, it sounds like you guys have a pretty cool uh, competition that you, you guys are joining in on. Fancy uh, paladin joining? <laughs> I guess I am, in sort of some ways, already part of the gang since I'm here at brunch, but... I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> Dave? This is the first time you've noticed Hilda all morning. <laughs> I am so small. Of course. I, I stand at a whopping... Was it four foot one? <laughs> I'll I just kind of sign... Sorry, three foot one, I think. <laughs> I just kind of signed Gex. I'm like, well, we could probably use the, the meat shield. <laughs> And and she, you know, if she can heal, that's uh, you know, yeah, I'm... healer is always useful. <laughs> and like you know, tortoise shells <laughs> or bullets. I love how the rest of you are all chatting, and these two are like. <laughs> also, oh, man, interpretive I, I... dance. <laughs> it's called. Oh, the... let me join. <laughs> um. Again, this is going to be a sight gag, but um, Gordon, can I see your best impression of what you think Meat Shield looks like and Thieves can't? It's just like... <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right. Descriptive audio. He waved his hand vaguely in front of his face and then drew it down across his body while making an Oompa Loompa kind of dance. <laughs> there you are. I don't know if that's racist. <laughs> I think it might be. I think it might be. No, well, I mean, from the movie, not. Uh, that doesn't make it any better. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, 
So um, I'm just kind of picking at my food, not really eating that much. But I'm like, so yeah, anyways, um, maybe it's like fortuitous we all met. Maybe after this we go check out this Telborn Keep and find out uh, what this competition's all about. I'm down for that. Cut to that. So, um, you you have this grand illusion of going up to Telborn Keep, which is one of the more... It's on the edge of the Richie Rich area, but um, it's, it's a private keep. Pretty big, actually. Really quite fortified. Uh, and there's a, you know, a drawbridge going in. It's almost always open. Um, but you kind of pictured you'd go and present yourself to the grand, uh, it's another line. It's a, it's a big, long lineup. And you're just standing there and, like, everybody... (laughs) (laughs) And the most nearby people are, like, give you a look there, Tillman. It's like, it smells of the sea and not in a good way. Uh, <laughs> no, seriously. I've had pet turtles. It's not a good smell. Anyway, um, so you guys are standing in line for the better part of like probably like two and a half hours and you're getting like the brunch rumbles and, uh, and then you're after a while, you get led into the keep, and it opens up. You go through the, the entry gate, and there's the central courtyard. And you see a bunch of, like, archer training stands over there and a drill station. There are, like, professional soldiers that actually work here. But there's still kind of quite a lot of riffraff in the lines, and a couple of per- soldiers kind of patrolling back and forth, um, just trying to keep a bit of order. After a while, you get led into kind of a main hall, beautiful place with like stained glass windows extending up about three stories um and it's not it's not super long or super huge but it is it's grandiose for the scale of things uh probably like you know about 100 120 feet long you go walking in and uh after a while you get led into kind of an inner chamber and you see uh, a man sitting there in kind of nice flowing bluish robes um very beautifully embroidered uh, and he's, everyone's attending on him, and he's sitting in kind of a, sitting at a table, just kind of busy eating lunch as he's it, motioning in the next group, and finally your group gets let in. And um, uh, you've already had to talk to a bunch of squires and stuff, uh, like servant types, who've given the lowdown. They've asked you, um, what, all right, actually just outside the door, you kind of see him through the door. And uh, just outside of this little uh, eating area, you, you this this one steward is standing there. Uh, yes. Um, and uh, what is your group's uh, moniker? Uh, Every is. group needs a moniker. You're you're <laughs> presenting for a prize fight. We're not going to introduce you as you and you and the smelly one. <laughs> Should I just put down the smelly ones? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no There's no, only no. one who's that. Maybe we're the four strangers. Well, I was thinking the acquaintances. <laughs> strangers is cooler, Gex. Like the four strangers. Strange. How about the strange acquaintances? 
I'm putting down the strange acquaintances. Us. Oh, done. Because we might get a fifth, or we might lose one. Yeah. <laughs> you all pause and look at the dwarf. The the this the strange <laughs> yes um fine I put you down as the strange acquaintances um uh, you will have a brief interview after which if you are if you are welcomed into our situation then um, we will be meeting on the south field good luck and goodbye so you wait a few more minutes then eventually it's your turn and, and the, the kind of bigger heavier set um bearded guy uh kind of quite quite a a, a bit of a darker complexion but um uh he probably he seems very hearty and hale like he seems pretty jovial in a way but right now he's not in a jovial mood like he seems like someone who should be jovial but instead at this particular moment he is bored by the tedium and he's all right next yes come on in hello and um <laughs> hello and he puts oh. his steak knife down and so um i trust that you understand that uh, we are not to be held legally responsible for your damage or doom oh sorry i'm doing now the other guy that. that was the steward he came in with you to introduce you mm. yeah yeah we understand uh they are the strange allegiances uh, acquaintances acquaintances the strange <laughs> Strange acquaintances. Well, that's fair. Alright. Um Uh you uh know your way around a sword? Someone? The the pointy end goes towards the other person, right? That's right. Alright. Yep. yep. Just kinda so like actually take out a dagger and I just kinda do a bit of uh I don't know, flicker with it acrobatics, I guess, or I like this. A little bit of showmanship. Always goes pretty, uh... And he kind of pulls on the mustache part of his big beard. And like, goes a long way. A little bit of showmanship. So, um... <laughs> do you always dress in black, or can we maybe get you something else? You're thinking, like, a brighter color, so we could, like, be more it's noticeable and die? It's good to stand out <laughs> some, for some of these events. You seem to have his attention. Okay, well... Where I, I can't say oh. that I'm like the most adept at wardrobe, so open to suggestions on the on, on the finer things of what to wear. I mean, at my med school, we wore our school shirts with a school logo on it. Is that is that sort of in the same vein of that's what you're discussing? Like we're mm. wearing your logo as we go forth. On well, century? we can we can talk about sponsorships later. This is just an entry round. <laughs> Um, All right. Now you understand that there is the chance of of getting hurt. We we haven't had a death in. Um, he looks over at the steward, and the steward's like, um, eight days, sir. Eight days. Yeah, so like more than a week. Eh, well, I, I request the brownest of browns. 
All right. <laughs> brownest brown you have. Uh, sure. We can brown you up, sir. I, uh, I pop a shroom and I'm like, I'm seeing all the colors I need, my friend. And <laughs> as you, as you speak, this kind of, uh, blue robed, it's really fancy robe, um, gentleman with kind of flowing, uh, longer hair. And he stands up and he, he kind of looks past you, past Gex, and looks at Dave Tillman, this turtle, and he's like, ha 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 ha, I have not Wow, it has been a while since I've seen one of your kind. Welcome, welcome. Um, welcome. What, what's your name? Yeah, Dave, man. <laughs> uh, Dave, Dave's not here, man. I'm sorry, I had to, I had to. <laughs> All right, welcome, welcome. Um, you're an interesting, and he, he takes in the, the towering Goliath, but you're kind of lithe. And then he looks out the dwarf who's in. Uh, what armor are you wearing, by the way, Hilda? Chainmail, uh, by plate. What are you wearing? Yeah, it's it's, it's uh, in my pack. It says chainmail, so I'm guessing it's right. chainmail. Um, like, ah, well, we can get you a nice sh shiny pauldron, and and you. I'm thinking. He points at Rook. I'm thinking. To go with your handiwork, maybe purple, dark purple. What do you think? Trust me. Trust me. Hold. Wait. 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 Right what here. What about blue? What about? Uh, okay. <laughs> he goes running around the corner. Comes <laughs> yeah. back with. Uh, it's. It is blue edged, and then mm. a really almost almost midnight purple, like really dark. Okay. Would Would you be willing? <laughs> Trust. Sure. And he, he gives you a nice trust cloak. Is there. He gives you this Insight cloak, check. takes your old tattered thing. Insight check? Insight check? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> um, what is my insight? Oh, okay. Yeah, Internet. I kind of want to get why. While he why, finds why? his insight, is this a regular cloak? It's up to you, Internet. It's up to you. 16. 16. All right. Um, he seems like when you were, you're, you did a bit of a showy move and he seems to like that. And there's something about you, you that is different than a regular person. And he seems to be picking up on that vibe as like, okay, this, this seems to be an interesting bunch. You're, you're a little bit strange. <laughs> and we're acquaintances. I see. I see it now. Hmm. Um, sir, and the steward interrupts, and he's like, "Uh huh." Uh, I'm sorry, sir, but um, I I appreciate you went with the gilded uh, guardsmen. Uh, oh yes, yes, I like their outfits. Um, mm, well, you see, there's room for four. Four teams, and if you choose this one. Afraid that that's that's going to be five. Uh, ugh. I'm sorry. I hate math. All right. What are you doing? When's the next one? 
Uh, that would be four weeks from next Thursday, sir. Well, I know of a way to remedy this. You yeah. can only have four, there's five. Why don't we just have a, a quick trial to take the top four? Hmm. A challenge. A challenge. tournament. Like a pre-gauntlet gauntlet. A pre-gauntlet gauntlet. My god, it's never been done before. Before we throw down the gauntlet. Maybe it's just the cloak talking. Another gauntlet. It's just the cloak talking. Alright. Come with me. Um, Steward, send away the others. And like half of the other people in the are like, Now, most of them were like farmers and stuff. Like you probably just saved their lives. Um, yeah, just Helping people showing people. up for the gold. So he's like, um, he's like "All right, um, <laughs> the name is Greg." Uh, well, I mean, uh, sir, we talked about titles. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Look, uh, you can you can call me Lord Turnbull. Now, um, if you come with me, and uh, so yes, he. Lord Turnbull a small world and I only prepare so much um, <laughs> so <laughs> sorry seeing behind the, the screen so he takes you um, through different parts of the keep out outside for one section then back down and you realize you're actually kind of uh, while this is on the edge of the richer section it's it's closer to the kind of rundown section and a little bit off to one side of a cliff base um kind of off it's it's if you were to keep going for another maybe half an hour you would actually be at the under at the undertow uh and the ruins uh on the outskirts of the town uh, so this is fairly close to that and it, it gets more remote as you go further um further out of town from here uh in one particular direction he leads you that way and then he leads you into uh, not far from the main keep itself, uh, to a, a small kind of chamber, uh, and it leads down in th through these stairs and tunnels. And he's, oh, yeah, we had this installed for when it was raining. Come on. And he leads you down into um, into an arena area. It's like, you know, we've got um, another group training now, so you can maybe compete against them, and we'll we'll see how it goes. Uh, come on down. So he takes you down into uh, the arena. Okay. For your trial run. So if we go jump over to uh, roll 20, you can take a peek. Now, you don't see everything. Uh, our, our, here, this is for the viewers. You guys saw everything. The players didn't see it all. Um, and let me just drag. Uh -huh. uh, uh, where is Hilda here? Okay, I think. I think. <laughs> I think you lost the dwarf. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good enough. So he takes you down and leads you to kind of what would be a. You can tell by the banners and and there's um there's kind of pseudo silk and and tapestries showing like uh, advertisements and and um, that sort of thing as you're going down. Uh, and you can see this would probably be the air, one of the routes into the arena that a crowd would follow. It's a bit like a sports arena. You kind of go past all this. And after a while, you go winding around to these tiered platforms. Uh, and the space opens up. Now, it's not lit up right now. 
Uh, well, it's it's not lit up right now, but you can imagine this place. Uh, it's a grand spectacle. One of the best in towns. Now, um, you can you can take a look around. Uh, let's let's go in and see if the other group is here. So you can see Turnbull brings you past the uh, uh, what is essentially the stadium seating, and you can see these massive. Um, you see these massive statues with these wings outstretched, um, like the uh, uh, the guardians watching over the center competition area. And then there's uh, after several tiers down, you can fit quite a lot of people on these tiers. They can be milling about or chairs, um, but these platforms uh, eventually give way to this chained barrier with these uh, kind of uh, barricade around. And then it drops off into a lower pit. And that pit is almost completely black right now. Um, and, and none of the torches are lit. And uh, Turnbull's kind of walking you through. And he calls out. To, and uh, his, let me just get the trainer. And uh, after a few seconds, you, you see um, this other group comes walking out of a, a small kind of almost stadium entrance off to your left. Uh, that that came in. Um, and at that point, you see these three extremely able, uh, actually, sorry, four extremely able-looking people come walking out. And, uh, um, oh, good, you were, you were getting the orientation. Um, strange acquaintances, these are the gilded guardsmen. And you see these, uh, you see... Uh, one person with like a crossbow, uh, kind of like a, if you had to peg, you'd, if you had to pick a class, it'd be like a ranger. And there's kind of this robed person, but they also carry a sword. Uh, older man with like hair pulled back, uh, bald on top, but uh, long hair pulled back uh, on the sides, pulled back in this ponytail. And you see two men that are almost perfectly identical. And they're, they're a bit younger, but they're strapping. Uh, and they they are twins, and uh, the crossbow uh, ranger person approaches and and um, and Turnbull says, "Ah, you've it appears you've got some challenges already. Do you want to show them the ropes? We might use them now. We might use them in a few weeks. But uh, would you what, care to show them what they're up against? It would be my pleasure." And this this ranger guy has his crossbow, his big heavy crossbow in one hand, and he's looking at you, and he seems pretty pretty competent. And the, you see the the kind of uh, robed uh, guy in uh, red robes with the balding bald spot and the long ponytail uh, goes walking out the arena door, and after a few seconds, you hear his voice call out from down below in the pit. Um, I I need some light. And Turnbull's like, yes, yes, yes. And these magical torches start to illuminate the the massive arena. And um, what what you see at first are these, the first thing you notice are these massive towers that stretch up from the ground and they extend probably a good 40 feet up. Um, the viewing spot from the audience is about maybe 40 feet above the base of this uh, the regular floor of this um, of this arena 
And there's also some more ramshackle things. These are large stone pillars with these massive glowing flames that, um, I mean, they might be producing heat, but they turned on as soon as he clapped. So they seem to be magical in nature. And you can also see the, the ground of this um, arena is not uniform. Instead, there are these large, dark, gaping holes with these rickety wooden platforms uh, dangling either by ropes or literally just placed and you hope it doesn't fall off um, over these large sections. As more and more of these lanterns illuminate, you see more and more of the arena below you. And at the far end, the first thing you notice is two massive glowing, um, uh, as bright as the torches that illuminate the rest of the place, uh, kind of a seat of honor. And Turnbull's like, yes, yes, that's where the, the noblery go and sit over there. Um, and their litters. And But in front of that, you see this strange metal, almost like a, almost like a, a barbed tree made out of iron. And it's rusted or bloody, just glinting. And at the top of it, uh, a good, again, 60, maybe 70 feet in the air, is this pinpoint of pure white light just goes and starts to glow. And there you see your prize. Now, during the real competition, that is what you seek. Huh. Toman is catching furiously and there's no book there. <laughs> 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 but when you but when you compete here at at the gauntlet you're playing for money for honor but mostly you're playing to be known so if you're ready if this doesn't turn you away you're welcome to join the ranks of of Turnbull's gauntlet. Sounds like fun. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. At, at that, the twins kind of laugh. This almost... If a hyena was a human, kind of that sound, uh, and it's this perfect stereo pair, and they leap backwards. They seem so live. They leap over. One of them lands on the actual chain... Um, barrier, and the other one goes kip kip, and leaps up, and the one who's balancing on the chain barrier catches the foot of him and flings him very acrobatic style up and over his shoulder. He goes pinwheeling backwards and goes to land down in the middle of one of these wooden platforms and <laughs> lands on his feet, and the whole rickety platform just bows. Almost breaking. You hear the creaking of wood as he lands in the middle of this pit, and it's extending into darkness below. And he he, he laughs, and the the ranger goes, "Say something for the ring." And um, um, so Turnbull turns to you and says, "Well, what do you think? Is it more than you bargained for? Or are you still interested?" 
Well, what's the object of the game now? Oh, I don't know. What do you think? And it's like, to the death. No, 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 no. That would be bad for business. Um, <laughs> hmm. Well, there's different ob objectives. You could hold the, the small tower there. And you see this squat little rickety wooden building kind of close to one of the, the flaming platforms. Uh, one of the pillars, the four pillars that kind of illuminate the rest. They're they're pretty thick. They're like 20 feet diameter and in this massive arena that's probably two, maybe, maybe 250 feet across. And again, about half that wide with all these arena seatings underneath. This, by the way, has the look, this, actually, the dwarf, Hilda, this place doesn't look, like a lot of this looks like it's been added after, like the rickety towers, the tall um, illuminating platforms look much older stonework, and the whole place looks like it was built, and you're getting this for free. Actually, you know what, roll a history check, but you have advantage, because it's... It's a dwarf, and it's stonework. Stonework, yeah. Strategic. 20 for the first roll. Damn. <laughs> okay. And so this is part of an ancient ruin that has been repurposed as a stadium. And uh, for whatever reason, this, this guy seems to have staked it as his own and turned it into a bit of a side hustle or, or a main hustle but yes all the other things that have been added in and you see these little casks and barrels scattered around rickety wood um uh, like crossing uh little bridges and stuff uh you see some chains and ropes and banners kind of strung across a couple platforms um which might actually be little low kind of huts some of them have either wood or metal roofs and then there's that yeah. big iron. You're not sure if that iron tree is original or if it was added after the fact. That one's the only thing you're not entirely certain. Mm. And then there's this glowing thing at the top of it. Rook, can I get a perception check, please? Oakley doakley. Oh boy. From the time that it illuminated, your eyes just keep going back to that pinpoint of star brightness that's on the very top of that, um, the iron tree. You've seen something like that before in your delving. There were, as you remember, maybe dozens of these most of the time out of sight on the cavern roofs that you were um, crawling through, but you did get yeah. a good look at one of them. This appears to be something, something from from the, the various uh, sections below the city where you had once dealt as a prize. Or at least I mean, a target. So when I was delving, it was a prize or a target? No, no. Like at the time, it, you just noticed several of these. You were paid to get yeah. something else, but you know yeah, okay. you know that it's from a similar ruin. Um, and Got in it. this okay. case, 
they're using it as a um and the the kind of gregarious tillman slaps you on the shoulder and pulls you in he's like ah i see you've seen the star that's what we're calling them we uh try to get our uh, hands on something that adds a little panache to the competition so we're using that so the first team to retrieve that safely um gets to uh win the competition it's a group of four coming in and it's all kinds of mayhem Sounds... are in here all at the same time no oh, yes it's all kinds of well sometimes we do heats it depends on uh, the crowd we would sometimes try to draw it out but um yes we we've had a grand battle before a battle royale as you will, with all four. Or on a smaller night, we might just do teams of two teams and uh, teams of four. Two teams trying to compete to get that star. Or whatever it is. This time it's a star. We've used other things before. It's got to be shiny. Now, am I able to, on the stonework rule, be mm -hmm. able to perceive what kind of ruin this might have been in the past? Before it became... With a 20, um, this was either... I mean, it, it, it could have been a kind of site of worship. Mm -hmm. It could have also been a site of sacrifice. Um, it might have been... It might have been a grand hall. It's a little hard to tell from the stonework. But some of the, the carvings on the stone are cracked and interrupted by the various pits. But underneath the tree is a little clearer. You can't see it very well at a distance, but you can tell it's not as interrupted. And so there are etchings down underneath where that iron tree is that might give more of a clue as to the function of this room before. Mm. But it does appear to be pretty heavily damaged. Um, uh, and you look down and, and you see, uh, uh, you see the twin kind of intentionally making the, the wooden thing bounce up and down. And, uh, uh Tillman just sort of notices that and he looks down and is like, oh, um, uh, I'm pulling in. uh, what did I say? I said Tillman. Yeah. Actually, Tillman, you look down Turnbull. and you notice. Turnbull. <laughs> no, no. Tillman looks down and sees him bouncing up and down and, uh, do a perception check for me there, Til uh, Tillman, Dave Tillman. <laughs> What the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> That's the same. <laughs> he is fucking high right now, I guess. He must be high. High oh, and yeah. sick. You were just like, sick. whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Shiny light, man. Shiny light. Wow. Um, and you person. look down. And you, the guy bouncing up and down, you're just tuning out past him. And you're staring into the dark pit beneath him. <laughs> um, you don't really react to this in the moment. But yeah, you, you kind of piece together what happened a few seconds after everyone else. Everyone else hears a, uh, yeah. hears a cry. Ow! Oh. Oh. Well, and you all look down. Happened. And that 
twin that was bouncing? He's not there no more. The bridge is still there. But he's wow. not. And you all kind of look, and then the guy who's literally been balancing on the chain, like maybe 20 feet in front of you, um, looks down at the cry, and he's like, Paul? 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 And he, and he then starts to clamber down uh, and drop drops down next to it, and uh, Tillman's like, "Oh, oh dear, um, oh no." And uh, then there were three. <laughs> and uh, after a few seconds, you see uh, the the one guy. You see the the kind of the uh, the guy dressed in the red robes. Oh, that shouldn't go. As he drags the map around. Uh, he jumps he goes scrambling to the edge of the bridge and looking over, and um at that point this hand comes grabs onto the edge of the bridge, like reaches up and gimme, gimme, and you see Paul dangling by one arm off this tiny bridge. He's like, It's called me, it's called me and um they're like, yeah, ah, ah. and you're all just kind of taking this in and um the guy in the red grabs on and the nimble twin jumps across and they're both on this bridge that's swaying up and down pulling on the twin uh trying to get them out oh that's not what i wanted to do at all that is that is there's there. um so there's something in the pit and they that's managed to pull that. this one guy up enough and you can do a perception check for me okay all of us Sure. That's 14. Better than 6. 14, 15. Oh, I should have said except Tillman, because Tillman's just like staring at something <laughs> in the dark of the pit. Uh, 22. 22. All right. Um, as they're pulling on the twin and there's yelling and there's all this, all this momentary drama happening below and the rangers shouting orders... Uh, leaning over the railing near you, and um, they pull the twin up, and uh, and he's yelling in pain, and they, they he slumps onto this this sagging wooden platform, and they very quickly drag him off, and it looks like he's injured, like he's not able to stand as they drag him off. So he's still alive, but he does appear to be injured. Rook, you got to look. There was this sinuous, almost like tentacle-like, but almost entirely made of this translucent green substance that had been wrapped solidly around one of the legs of the of the twin that fell in. Still and wrapped around him? It was. As they pulled him away, it started stretching beyond its capacity. And you can see these, like, darker, sinuous, green kind of veins kind of pulsing within it as it as it's trying to hold on to its prize. And they wrest it from, and it snaps. And um, his his leg, and you all get a look at this now, except Tillman. Um, you all get a look at his leg, uh, and it ends below the knee. Oh. Well, he got touched by Uncle Tentacles. <laughs> That's not good. Oh. Well, fantastic. Looks like there's an opening. You're in. 
<laughs> I'm so glad that we had the opportunity to show you via our own merits that we should be in. Well, <laughs> did we win? Did we win, man? Yep. And Turnbow kind of pull, pulls, uh, like slaps you all like on the on the shoulders. He's like, ah, show business. Am I right? Now, who's hungry? Yeah. Fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, French I'm was hungry. like, French was like three hours ago. <laughs> I just gotta watch it, man. Cause I got a little gas. You got something that's gonna give me gas, man. Citrus. Eat some citrus. All right, all right. I got you. All citrus, yeah. Um, we do not uh, give a turtle care advice. As as you're guided away <laughs> back towards um, what they call the green room, um, Tillman. <laughs> Why'd they call it that? Uh, <laughs> Tillman, oh, he's not dumb. He's not dumb. No. <laughs> you, you didn't see the twin because you saw what was beneath. There is a almost translucent liquid in the in the, at least that pool, resting probably twenty feet below the surface. Ever so slight movement to it is what triggered you. It reminded you of being on the ocean. But the waves kind of moved at their own pace. Some of it at different speeds. There's something... Not quite... I don't know. There's something in that pit. That's very water-like but not. It was fascinating, Bran. It was really cool, bro. Yeah, and that man. tentacle came out of it. Yeah, all right. All right, all right. What can I roll to figure out if I know what it is? Do you have... Um, let's say nature... Or maybe Arcana. Alright, not proficient both, but I'll try, man. <laughs> Nature. I'm a student of the world. Oh, no. My God. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, he has not seen the world. <laughs> well, that's a three. It looks like a jellyfish to you, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know not to touch it, though. <laughs> you know not to touch it. All right. <laughs> so let me ask you. We've got about half hour before a hard stop regardless. We can keep going, or we could stop and do this next time. It's up to you, players. Not up to you this time, Internet. This is actually up to the players. I mean, I can keep going for uh, for a bit. The other yeah. people are all right yeah. let's keep going it yeah. does mean we may need to stop at a at a slightly uh non-story yeah. point but that's okay so i'll just i'll just do uh this i thought, <laughs> I thought then, we were gonna have to do a trial and then like this that ended and then, early. yeah we'll go back to uh back to the regular the trial that's so i can find it in editing later all right so anyway 
you go, you have a lovely lunch. Uh, you have access to some basic equipment if you wanted to gather any standard weapons or armor um, on loan. But uh, it's essentially like a, a very nice cladatorial kind of pre-show uh, thing. And uh, it's going to be coming up a little bit later on this afternoon is the actual challenge. And you are now one of four teams. We just basically have to get the light. Just yeah. get the light. How hard is that? Any uh, ideas on strategy? I'm trying to think about, like, um, since I've seen it before, do I know, like, if there's any danger to them? Like, if you touch it, does it burn you? Or did I never get close to them? Um, you definitely got close to one of those little star pieces. It was usually some kind of gem, uh, and it yeah. was etched with uh, arcane symbols. So it was definitely mostly man-made, although several of them were embedded in ceilings. So it's a bit, I mean, maybe things got really turned around in the ruins, or maybe the ruins are so old that a lot of the natural uh, dirt has reclaimed it. It's hard to tell. Or maybe somebody put them up there after the fact. Um, the yeah. other thing about them is that uh, you didn't touch one yourself, but one of your companions touched one kind of climbed up to pry it out and it it didn't harm them but they kind of stood staring at it for a while after they got their hands on it and then kind of got shaken out of it and then pocketed it you didn't see it again um, but you were being paid to see a particular other thing but you've seen one of these um, arcane stars before so I'm, I'm going to relay what I know to the other people I'm just going to say you know when I delved this looks like one of the, the glowing gems down there. Um, I know someone touched it and kind of mesmerized them, but that's about it. So and, uh, I guess this would be a good time for Hilda to interject about what she perceived of the stonework. Absolutely. Um, this is a, well, from what I can see, yeah, that, that makes total sense because this place, I could tell from the stonework that it is uh, used to be a ruin. I can't quite read the runes and the symbols that were closer to us, but definitely there's a spot by the metal tree that looks undisturbed and together. So if we make it to the tree, we can definitely take a look-see and see whether or not this was a place of worship or a place of sacrifice. Ooh, well, okay. We should talk about, like, we've never actually thrown what? down together. Yeah. Um, being as we're just recent acquaintances, <laughs> I think that, um, you know, we haven't had really much time to practice, but I'm thinking we can either sit back and let other people kind of start taking each other out and we, we kind of pick them off, mm -hmm. or we kind of make a rush for it, which is more risky, mm -hmm. like a quick win. I, I don't know, I Gex, I think equal parts both. To be honest. 
like um I've got a size advantage, I'm going to assume. And there's some getting up high that's involved. I I kind of feel like, you know, if I throw a rope over one of those highest limbs and then uh let the other end come down and, you know, maybe attach Hilda to the other end and just pull her on up. It's just a matter of getting from here to there. I think if maybe the two of us go for it and you two guys kind of like get all stabby stabby. That's the technical uh, term. Stabby stabby. Stabby. And you know what guys, I can give you the blessing of the moon goddess, help you guys out. But just promise me, Dave Tillman, that you will uh, let off on the drugs between now and then. I'm good, man. I'm good. <laughs> what? Has there been some previous examples that, you know, Dave is uh, going to be okay <laughs> holding his own with the stabby stab? I can stab his stab. You can stab yeah. his stab. I mean, you know, we saw him. He's the only one you saw in a fight. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you lost it mostly. <laughs> it oh, hey man, it was three to there, one. There was a Didn't see you lifting a finger. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was placing bets. There you go. So, I'm as you good, guys, man, I'm good. As you guys are uh, planning and starting to devolve into some like mild friction, um, you hear a a fairly familiar voice in the green room call out Lyle ain't that taking my ass you look over and you hear the very familiar voice of Garrick the half orc <laughs> he just goes everywhere <laughs> in walks the little annoying halfling turg the dog Walk padding along beside him, and Harness Harnesso comes strolling in a few seconds later, looking around the room, and their eyes finally lock onto you there, and and she gives this little half smile. Well, well, I guess competition is um, not very stiff tonight, boys. <laughs> Hey, I see you brought reinforcements this time. Nice job. <laughs> and Garrick looks at Tillman and just like... <sighs> Alright. Yeah, you don't have to bully anybody this time. We're all here, man. <laughs> we, uh... I thought they were we're going to jump ahead a little in time. Yeah. <laughs> the first thing you notice when you you're going down this back corridor um leading out to the the actual arena is the sound you hear this low rumble and then as you get closer you realize those are voices many voices all calling some of them cheering it is loud in this room as you walk out into the space it's reverberating with sound it's it's quite a tall open underground space, but it is uh, around the outside are now arrayed many many people. Now you've some of you might have 
um, who've lived in the town for a while might have come to something like this, but the price to get in is mediumly high. So if you weren't that successful before, you may not have been able to afford uh, coming in. You look around the space and you see um, you see four groups of four, uh, all kind of standing about, um, kind of getting ready, some of them kind of stretching and limbering up. Um, you are not too far from the, the entrance where you came in with uh, Turnbull, but almost 40 feet below on the surface as you walk out and kind of take your starting position. Um, there's a couple of teams, uh, they, uh, the returning champions. Um, and in this corner, it's not actually a corner though, but the some people have a slightly further in position than you, but off to the sides, uh, there are two teams, one on the north end and one on the south. And then there's a team almost directly across from you uh, from the pit. Uh, the, the where that um, one of the twins had fallen in. And it looks like they may have done some reinforcing of structures here, but it all looks pretty much the same as when you left. So you find yourself standing just on the north side of that small uh, 20 foot by 60, well, 20 by 30 foot pit maybe, where the twin had fallen in with the rickety bridges. Um, off to your right, you see the four very tall, um, towers with the lights and then the rickety wooden tower kind of uh, hap haphazardly kind of constructed partially in between those four um the four illuminating towers you look around and now you're noticing they're kind of hidden from above as though they're kind of almost like dragon scales you can't notice them from a certain angle very much but from below you see these very old metallic spikes built into the walls um let's just say discouraging climbing um mm. but they are very old they're part of the original work and so uh some of them are missing in places there are gaps uh but they look like they might st you kind of glance to the one immediately to your right surrounding that one pillar and th those spikes do look very old but still very sharp. Uh, but there are gaps in, in the placement. So if you ever wanted to climb these walls, it's possible. But the the rather sharp spikes would discourage that kind of thing. And that looks like it was part of the original design for some reason. And where's Garrick and uh, Harness's team? Are they See, across from us or are they in more? They're further in. They seem to have been given a slightly preferential placement. Um, they are directly south, just, just uh, east of center. So, just a little bit um, kitty corner from you, if you will. Oh, yeah, I see them. These spikes are sort of suggesting that the original purpose of this ruin is of a certain type. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. I just don't see spikes being in a place of worship. That's all. <laughs> Maybe you no, worship the spikes. Added later, though. Maybe you worship the spikes. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you should probably leave if you're boy and girl. This could get messy. Just kidding. Now, welcome. Welcome one and all to the gauntlet. 
Here, teams will compete for glory. Gold! You look up and you see Turnbull speaking into this large um, speaking cone on the far end, on the kind of um, oppo directly opposite, almost where, you, where he'd shown you the original place, but directly opposite of the most wealthy of the seats. And you cast your eyes to the far, far end of the of the platform, and it's it's thronged with various very well-to-do looking people. Yeah, that spot. Yeah. Um, and uh, Turnbull continues speaking. Now it does seem like his voice is also magically amplified. Um, and now the teams all know the first to the star win it, and with it our prize and appreciation. And there's a loud cry of cheers. And the teams that don't make it, well. Maybe they can try again, lick their wounds, and live to fight another day. And then he kind of half lowers the the speaking cone and says, uh, almost like he didn't mean to say it through the cone, but it picks it up enough. He's like, probably. <laughs> All right. Um, so I'm going to start this off by saying, can you roll initiative, please? Let's do it. Roll a perception just to kind of like see what people's weapon carrying situation is. Absolutely. You're yeah, eyeballing the team. Something. In the meantime, please roll initiative. Hold on a sec, huh? So, as one of my abilities, so I'll just return the favor and touch her face <laughs> with a vigilant blessing. <laughs> That gives gives her advantage on next initiative roll. Love it. Okay. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Is it just like a plus one to the initiative? You, you have get advantage. advantage on your initiative. Oh. You get to roll twice. Take the better one. Oh, Twilight clerics! Turtle Twilight cleric. <laughs> Try saying that five <laughs> times fast. I have minus one to initiative, and I got a seventeen. <laughs> wow. All right, I should write these down. All right, I'm working. All right. Yeah, I I got a 17 for my initiative, even with uh, both my both my rolls are 16. <laughs> a 20. Right, what's your What's your dex there, Tillman? My dex is uh minus one is <laughs> well, I got told like nine is the stat. And how about you, Hilda? I think you're, everything's above 11 for you, right? Yeah. Yeah, I so have, you get to go so. first. Okay. <laughs> All right. And uh, who's who else is in this? Ooh, how'd you do, Rook? 20. 20 for Rook. Nice, nice, nice. All right. Pretty small. And, and Gex? 21. Nice. All right, and I just need to do two other rolls. Woo! All right. Okay. Um, so, top of the order, Gex. You're taking a look around. You're scouting out the rest of the, the people out there as you're all just kind of standing, suddenly feeling all the eyes of the crowd on you. Directly um, to your right... Uh, on the north side of the state of the stadium, there's kind of a, a motley crew there. Uh, one 
Um, you're not sure if she's half orc or or something, but she's very large. Um, the, uh, there's a woman. She's carrying like a, a scimitar blade, um, some armors, mostly hides and leathers, and um, she's almost one and a half times the size of your average human. But she does appear to be human, except for maybe her nose has some um, some kind of animalistic nature to it. If you had to guess, maybe a furbolg, uh, a fairly big furbolg. Then a piratey looking woman uh, carrying a sword. Uh, you see a halfling carrying some kind of mace. And you see um, a, a half-elf woman uh, with like a scepter. And she's, yeah, so she's holding some kind of scepter and wearing no armor per se. Uh, directly across from you, you see your, the people, from them on the south side, you see Garrick the half-orc all done up with his armor and his massive thing, a new pin in his shoulder. You kind of grin about that. It's just a straight iron pin. It's boring. Not like the little silver pin you have. By the way, what did you do with that? Oh, it's in... It's on me somewhere. Yeah. Good. Look at that. Alright. No, I mean, like, it's hidden. It's not... Oh, you're not showing it off? Yeah. No, not right right now. Alright. You see Harnessa, who's in leathers, um, and form-fitting leathers, um, and her tail twitching excitedly as she kind of gets ready and and flips a dagger through her feline fingers. Um, you also see Turg just standing there with this oversized, it's like a quarter staff or staff for a, a human, and he's a half halfling, and he's just like holding it anyway. Just standing there, just taking it all in. And then the... <laughs> There's a large dog, but those of you who've seen him before, you know that the dog is actually a dwarf um, named Krell. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, you, you've seen them before. Uh, the other group, which is almost directly across this smaller pit from you, uh, there is a large, large Goliath uh, on, that, on that team. They, they seem to be eyeballing you guys. Uh, there's a kind of a shorter um, a human and kind of fancier dressed with like plumed sleeves. Uh, there's a uh, an older gentleman, bearded gentleman with like double hand axes. And um, and then there's uh, this this wood elf, this wood elf woman carrying like a, a slightly bizarre looking scimitar uh, directly across from me. Exactly. And the, the Goliath is holding this massive two headed axe. And they're they're kind of taking it in, but they've definitely seem to have taken a bit of a notice in your group. All right, uh, Gex, you're you get the perception check off just prior to um uh to your initiative roll, so you do still have an action if you want. Well, I will start moving counterclockwise around the outside towards that group up at the north and I'll just say to uh, Hilda let's go as we go alright so you jump behind the pillar um, that's holding those light shadows sticking to the shadows almost instinctively and uh, how close do you want to get you could probably get another 10 or 15 feet there are some casks and barrels and there are two pits. One now, um, not the original pit you saw, but more central, which is quite a bit wider, almost cutting the entire arena in half, uh, except for small walking platforms that are only about 10 feet on 
on the north side and again on the south. There are a couple rickety built uh, bridges, one that's definitely seen better days across the middle and a short one, just like a short um, kitty corner kind of jump across. There's also some barrels and some debris. You've got about mm-hmm. maybe 15 mm-hmm. feet left. Yeah, and as I'm heading that way, I'm kind of observing what they're doing. Are they focusing on people or the objective? Uh, they seem to be, um, they seem to be focusing on the group directly across from them, which is Garrick and Hernessa and Turg. So it seems to me like everybody wants to kind of like fight it out first, and then and then it's, go for the gold afterwards. It definitely looks like there's it's a little crowded in here. Hmm. Well. Wow. I think it's time to do Bend the herd. <laughs> All right. You do have cover um, or possibly hiding behind that pillar. That group doesn't appear to have noticed you, maybe. Maybe not. Let's see. You're not yeah, well, actively hiding, but you could if you want to spend a bonus. Uh, no, I will just try to shoot an arrow into someone's head. Yeah, so, but you're a rogue, so if you hide, that does good things. Oh, yeah, well, I'll do it from the most hidey position I can with the cover of that pole. Sure. So you just just eek around, poke out just the last second, and let it loose. Go ahead and make a roll. Short bow. And who do you want to target? You've got the uh, fur vogue woman. You've got the um, halfling with the mace, you've got the piratey-looking human, or you've got the half-elf robe person. I am going to do it strategically. I'm going to target the farthest one away in the group, so that ideally his uh, ability to see it coming is obstructed by the others in front of him. Sure and thing. So even if they dodge, he's less likely to dodge. That's going to be the furbolg woman, or the a halfling, either one. So what am I rolling here? A d20. And add your dex mod and your proficiency. What is my proficiency? What skill is it then? Where proficiency is only plus two. It's just a standard attack. Okay, yeah, yeah, standard attack. And my dex mod, plus three, 17, and my proficiency is two, so 19. That's going to hit, absolutely. And the damage of that thing is... Arrow. Makes it just threads between. So are you going after the halfling or the furbolg? Whoever's farthest away. Uh, That'd be the the furbolg. Yeah, I thought that's what you said. Um, (laughs) 1d6 plus 3 for damage. Ooh, I rolled a 6. Plus 3 is 9. Alright. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. Do you get? Do you get? What are you doing? Oh, from stealth? Yeah, sneak attack. Yeah. So roll sneak attack. A d6 as well, or is it two d6 at level two? One d6. One d6, d6 at then. level two. Oh, We're still on level four two to, right Add four to that. Too bad that I'm not first in the. That could have given a bless and <laughs> blessing of violence. Um, that was mean of me. No, but hey. Absolutely. And she takes it, like, in the side of the neck and just falls to her knees, just gasping. Uh, and the halfling behind her goes, Oh! Sarah! And goes running over to her to try to help her. 
Um, Alright, coming up, that's your turn. Uh, you're pretty much out of movement. You can duck behind cover. You have enough to get back if you want to. I'll stay. I'll stay. It looks like where I am, no one has a good shot at me, except for maybe the people I just shot at, so yeah, kind of chill so there. If you step back a little, you will have more cover. Yeah, right. Okay, no, and you have they, just enough oh. movement to do that. Coming up next, Rook, what do you want to do? Muted. <laughs> the yeah. suspense was killing me. The suspense is killing, killing. Motions if you're going to be silent. Um, I want to find a place to like similar. Find a place to hide and shoot. Can I go north? Like, what are these spikes on the wall? I mean, you could try to tuck in amongst them, and it's very shadowy there. So you could try yeah. there. Um, you could also go for the tower. The bottom of it does have lots of like pillars and stuff. Um, and it's even also some... near the fight, though. It <laughs> is near the fight. Um, yeah, you could go for the spikes if you want to, or there's the barrels and just beyond that one group. Are you focusing on the north side as well, or the south? Yeah, I'm focusing I'm focusing on, on the team to the north. Alright, so you kind of cozy right in there underneath this, like, almost 50 feet above you, this massive statue of something that looks like a... It's not an angel, but it's angel-esque. It's a woman with wings, but there's something weird about this. There's something about the proportions of the face. You don't have time for that. All right, focus, bro. focus, um, focus, focus. So go ahead and, take and out roll my... your stealth. Roll my stealth. And... Twenty-four. Tw oh, you are. You feel pretty confident that you're hidden. Okay, and I'm gonna take out stealthily my short pull, line it up against, what was the, was it a half-elf with, like, the scepter um, near the bridge? Yeah, the half-elf woman um, is, yeah, her. So she's got a, okay. a robes on and some kind of staff, or, like, short staff, like a rod or uh, something arcane-looking. Okay, I'm gonna shoot her. Alright. Well, guess Take we can manage. Shot. Unless she sees me. She does not appear to have seen you. Okay. Uh, 25. That'll hit. <laughs> Quite soundly. <laughs> okay, and so she'll take... Uh... And she'll take 12. Ooh. So she reaches out she was in the middle of, of, you know she's a caster because her one hand just burst into this sparkling kind of light. And she reaches up, holding it aloft, and the arrow just... <laughs> it digs in just underneath her outstretched arm right in the, the rib cage, and just definitely gets her right in the lung. And she's just like... And falls to her knees. Two of them are having a hard time. She actually falls right over onto she doesn't fall into the pit but thankfully that bridge thing she falls onto it and she's down but as she's falling she releases what she was casting and this streak of flame just goes it's a firebolt spell it goes flying down this way but it misses the original target originally it was probably intended to be 
uh, Harnessa or that group, but instead it misses badly. Just nicks the tower as it goes past, this little wooden tower, and slams into this cask of barrels uh, in, in that section. And there's this like dull thunk as it hits them and this little spl splash of flame for a second. Uh, by the way, that half-elf, uh, she, she down. She, she's down. You don't need to worry about her anymore. Oh, goodness. Okay. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was painful. All right. <laughs> Next, uh, do you want to do anything else? You have a little bit of movement left, or you can just stay put. Um... I'm I'm basically gonna be staying put for now, just in the shadows okay. here. Like I know I've revealed myself, but want to make sure I have like range. All right. Coming up next, Hilda. Mhm. Mm you all rolled pretty good. Oh wait, sorry, sorry, sorry. Just before Hilda goes, um, Garrick's team, Harnessa just hisses and makes a motion and. Turg starts chanting and rah, rah, clocks down his staff. Um, Krell turns into a, uh, well, he's in dog form, so he just goes running up, and that uh, elven, the wood elf woman, turns just in time as the dog just leaps on her. She's just busy trying to get it. Um, Turg is busy casting, and uh, Hernessa and Gerg, uh, Garrick, sorry, uh, start sprinting off to the left right about here and they get kind of even with that the far tall um, flaming uh, pillar that's illuminating all of this <laughs> just past that main central um, gap uh, which we'll call it the gap and that's uh, that's about as far as they get in that as they're kind of ducking for cover and, and trying not to get hit so they're actually taking the dodge action all right, uh, coming up next, the group just below you. Um, actually, sorry, the group up here that you've been laying into, the, the northern group, uh, the halfling kind of gets his hands on the furbolg, and there's this blue pale flash of light. Uh, look at a glance, maybe some kind of healing. Um, so she kind of <gasps> and stands up, the arrow that had got her um, kind of broken off, but the wound is not bleeding as badly as it was. Um, and the the pirate-looking woman runs over and grabs the fallen half-elf and drags her back away from the edge of the pit. Uh, and uh, looks like she's doing something like reaching in her bag and pulling something out. And that that's what you get. And uh, the furbolg looks up at over at you uh, and just now, you didn't have a chance to hide, so Gex, your head is still kind of poking out. And she spots <laughs> you, and she raises her um, her scimitar, and she does this... And um, I need you to do a dexterity saving throw. Actually, uh, I also need... Um, I also need uh, Hilda to also make a dexterity mm -hmm. saving throw. And okay. that's it. The, the the effect ends just at just just at you. Oof. Six. Uh, Hilda, you fail. 
How'd you do, Gex? Yeah. 17. You succeed. So you, <laughs> you duck back just in time as these, out of the, the, the floor, these vines just grow at oh, oh, pretty oh. natural speed um, and try to entangle you. And you're just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And you'd step back and kind of manage to avoid the worst of it. So you can still move just fine. It's It'll be difficult terrain, but you, you're not in, caught up. Hilda, however, did not see it coming, and both of your legs just, the, these really thick vines, wind their way up both legs, so you are considered restrained. So you can't actually move right now. Uh, you still get yeah. a turn, you can still do stuff, but you are restrained, so you're not able to move unless you can free yourself. Okay. All right. Uh, that is that. Now, now it is Hilda's turn. Oh. Um, what are my do can I make a saving throw or At some the, sort of check? You can spend an up? action to try and free yourself if I'm remembering the spell correctly. I might be messing that up. Um, okay. I think you can spend an action to try to free yourself. Or maybe it's at the end of your turn. Let me, okay, I'll look it up. Just one sec. It's the Entangle spell. <laughs> Interweaves? Any help here? Entangle. Or I do have with me. Oh, you'd have to I spend think... your action to try to get out. It's a strength check. Ah, uh, strength check. Okay. But it would burn your action for the turn. You just... You can't move. You could cast. You can attack anything within range, but you can't move unless you free yourself. Dude, let's see. What? What is this? No. Okay, I don't have any real spells to work on, so let me uh, just try untangle myself. Sure. Do a strength save, please. Come on. 13. And you're probably proficient at this. So what's your strength score? Your bonus? Uh, my strength bonus. I don't know. I just put down 14 as my base Oh, roll. that'll be plus two. So plus, add two to that, and you're, we'll consider it as a safe proficient, I think, for paladins. It's old school. Uh -huh. I don't have it all in front of me. So I'm going to say add four to that. Add four, two. Okay. So... It's, to whatever it's more it is of an How much? So I rolled a 14. I asked for it, right? Yeah. Okay. So, so 18. So, that is enough. 18. What kind of weapon do you carry, by the way? Axe, hammer, uh, sword? I carry a battle axe and a war hammer. Nice. Well, the battle axe makes short work of the vines. So you're just like, pull, pull, pull. And you are free to move. Uh, so you can move up to 30 feet. So that's six squares. So where do you want to be? Mm. Not really in, able to get to anybody within six squares, right? You can do the diagonal. You could, If you're careful, you could get as far as this little tower that I just inadvertently moved as it shuddered. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> God, a mimic watchtower. That's oh, no. terrifying. Oh, no. I love it. Okay, so we go one, two, three. Do I have to make a jump over this little crevice here? Sure, make an acrobatics or athletics check if you're going that way. All right, I will. I think you can move this. Is the tower this on fire? <laughs> uh, it got grazed. The fire actually hit this little pile of barrels below here. Again, okay. I'm slightly moving everything. So. I will make an acrobatics attack. It, the DC's pretty low. It's, it's like a two-foot gap. You can pretty easily leap over it. But if you roll crap, it might complicate things. Yeah, it's a 13. Oh, yeah. You make that leap, no problem. It's a tiny little, like, two and a half foot, Ooh. three foot gap. You got short legs, but you clear it, no problem. And you get to the base of that tower, which does provide you a little bit of cover from that side, mm -hmm. but not from directly south of you as you walk into view of that Goliath group. You're like, hmm? Uh -huh. All right, that's your turn. <laughs> Coming up next, uh, Tillman. All right. I'm going to move closer here so that it's uh, 30 feet, everybody. And I cast Bless. Nice. Out of curiosity, oh. what does that sound or look like? Is it more um, face More like, uh, I'd say around like, you know, purple stars. Nice. Just, just appearing... Uh, around each target, so uh, yeah, nice. Much. I, I like it. Oh. And there's this kind so of low. You make a... And then it yeah. goes. So everybody gets so. a bless. So you make an attack roll or saving throw before a spell ends and lasts for a minute. Target can roll a d4 and add the number roll to the attack roll or saving throw. Nice. I'm going to throw a purple tag on your character just to remind myself you're concentrating. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, that is your turn. It is difficult terrain where you are, but that might slow others from getting at you. So that's kind of good news. Woo. At least for now. All right. Uh, just below Tillman, the group just south of where you are, uh, the double hatchet guy sees Hilda running over. He's like, hey. And he motions towards the others and then begins to move around. So he goes, one, two three, four. So he gets right up in, in, in Hilda's face uh, as he goes running forward. He's like, sorry. And he takes a swing at you. Wait, why sorry? <laughs> sorry, why? <laughs> it's just money. No offense. Ah. He takes a swing. Uh, does a 20 hit your AC? Eek. Oof, yes. <laughs> Alright, you're going to take um, only six points of of slashing damage. Oof. Well, I think I'm bloodied. <laughs> uh, and then he swings again with his offhand, but he doesn't get a modifier for this, so um, uh, I don't think a 14 hits your AC. No. Alright, so you'd block that off your... Um, do you have a shield? I do not. It is a battle axe and a warhammer. <laughs> oh, right, you duel. Alright, so uh, it, it bounces off your, your elbow, which... The chainmail takes it. You're fine. All right, coming up next, uh, this little 
kind of human person goes running out on the middle of the platform uh on the stairs uh not the stairs the um the bridge where you saw the acrobat and he's standing there and he's like ah and he sends out this cry and pulls out this lute and starts playing a shredding solo on the lute and the whole room just kind of cheers as he showboats it up and you're all like oh god damn it a bar uh, uh, and he's going to be a uh, gex can i get you to do a charisma saving throw I think you're muted, man. That's true. Ten altogether. Ten? Uh, did you add the D4? No. D4. Come on. Pyramidal. Plus three. So, thirteen? All right. Meets beats. So, in your head, you hear the song. Uh, you hear the song in your ears, but in your head, this voice in your head, like right on the prefrontal cortex, right up there. Like, it's dancing on your nerves. Um, and it whispers, it's like, I am going to defeat you. You're going to suffer. And it's, okay. it sort of gives you a bit of a headache, but you're just like, Ugh. and you save, but you still take half damage. Uh, so that's going to be... Not a, not a great roll. Uh, wait, math. It's too late for math. Um, nine points of damage. Uh, oh, half that. So you're going to take four points of damage. Psychic damage. And uh, you don't feel an overwhelming compulsion. For a second, you just want to run away. But it passes quickly. All right. That's, your, that's their turn. Oh, the Goliath. Um, also starts running out on the bridge. And that's probably what saved you, is the bridge starts really bowing as the weight of the <laughs> Goliath goes running out. It's like, out of the way, bard. And goes pushing past the bard uh, and gets almost off the bridge on his turn. Um, and he sees Gex, the other Goliath, the Goliath on Goliath action. Uh, and he <laughs> takes his giant war axe and chucks it end over end at you at disadvantage to try and hit you with his double-headed axe. That's a two, so it's gonna miss. <laughs> uh, Tillman, roll a d20 for me. Hey, Sarah Fabriel, thanks for jumping in. 20. 40. No problem. You're, it's one of those things where you, you succeeded, but really you were just lucky. And so this giant axe goes clang into the stone next to where you're standing and then kind of falls onto the ground. Uh, and it just missed you to the left. And a few seconds after it went, you quickly dodged to the other way. All right. Um, okay. We are at that point. There was... Um, there's this weird, like... Kaboom! As the um, the barrel that had been hit by a fire source 
must have been just just a little bit hit uh and it explodes in a burst of fire in that whole region uh it's a good 20 Ooh. foot radius burst uh extending out and it's just wait let's see wait, where's the barrel five ten. oh it's just enough to hit that double hand axe guy who's right next to hilda but not enough to hit hilda you are lucky nice. that is very lucky thank you all right uh, and that's going to do uh, enough, actually. Uh, so that guy's like, <laughs> um, and gets blown. Uh, that's just there. That fireball was just there for one uh -huh. second. He gets blown <laughs> over Hilda, over this thing, and he lands half his body dangling into that pit. Um, and the other half on the surface, and he digs both axes into the stone work to kind of keep himself from falling in. Um, so, and those barrels are no more, but I, I can't delete them, so just just deal. All right. Yeah, Wilhelm scream. Absolutely. Thanks, Seraph. <laughs> All right. Um, I believe that's the bottom of the order, so we will be coming back now. Ah. <sighs> Strictly speaking, I'm supposed to stop the game at 12 o'clock for my own sake, because I wake up real early. <laughs> um, yes. That's all good, man. We can pause there. Yeah? Yeah, I think it's good. Yeah. All right. Yes, so, I think we did pretty pretty good. Explosion. We went, some vines. Somebody some died. Some vines, some exploding. You shot a bunch of people. Um, and it's on. You're you're in the you're in the gauntlet, folks. You're in the gauntlet. So we're gonna pick up where we left off next week, next Wednesday, same bat time, same bat channel. And uh, thanks very much for playing, everybody. Thank you so much. That was that was fun. All right. Um, before we go, we do have to get going. I have to sleep. But before we go. We do need a name for tonight's episode. Uh, players, you're welcome to make suggestions if you want to. Audience, you can make suggestions for tonight's name for tonight's episode. While they're thinking... Enter the gauntlet. Enter... Ooh. Yeah, I think enter the gauntlet. That's, that's going to be tough to beat. But I have done a double title before, so internet, you're still free to chime in. But enter the gauntlet. That is hard to beat. Oh, Gordon. I bet you you've named most of our episodes. Axes and yeah, one exploding barrel. Two axes, one exploding barrel. I like that. That'll be like our sur subtitle. <laughs> Splash. I was going to say, enter the gauntlet, but brunch first. <laughs> <laughs> we, did, we did do brunch and lunch first. <laughs> All right. Never enter a gauntlet on an empty stomach. <laughs> I love it. All right, with that, we're going to sign off. Don't forget to stick around uh, for the Creative Commons credits for all the music that we use. And again, thanks so much for playing, everybody. That was that was so much fun. I hope we, we can do this again real soon. All right. Uh, any parting words? Okay. How are you doing, everybody? This. And now... <laughs> nice. <laughs> Hand signing off. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
and to the face. It's a heal spell. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>